Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Flame on. I am Brian. I am here with my dear friends and loved ones to discuss today all about the comic book. I've been upgraded to loved one. Well, I think oh, I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm just a dear friend. Okay. <laughs> this is weird. So we wanted to have a classic sort of flame on uh, comic book cast today, but our dear friend Eric is out selling homes and being fabulous. In the in the in the distant land of West Florida. Don't forget about me, girl. Remember, we had an agreement. We had an alliance. But I am joined, of course, with my dear boyfriend and producer extreme Pat. Woo! What's going on? Formerly the bearskin rug, but again, that was that was years ago. I think I'm still the bearskin still rug. The bearskin? I'm just okay. the producing bearskin rug. And literally today, he is producing live like we're real radio or NPR or some fancy thing. You are literally the worst PR no. we have. We have to understand. I, this I, is, I don't, like, you are a terrible publicist. This is a little behind the magic, but I'm impressed with it because I'm a process guy, okay? Podcasts, typically, a lot of it's in post. So we get together, we record. Pat makes us sound amazing after the fact, days later. This is actually Pat sitting here with a soundboard on his Mac, doing it live. We're doing it live, okay, all Bill O'Reilly? Are we all the way live? <laughs> We're all the way. I don't even know what that is. I was oh. doing a Bill O'Reilly thing. What are you doing? No, all the way. I don't know. Mm. I'm a we bad just went two different ones. I was with the Bill O'Reilly one. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, of course, Oral. But what about me? You're here. Oh, I was introducing. Yeah. I was in the middle of introductions. That's what and I got sidetracked. When I interrupt you. Yeah, we're drinking uh, some some lovely craft beer today from the the cask and larder. 
now that it's legal to have 64-ounce growlers, and uh, it's been legal to have 32-ounce cans. But uh, it's a lovely afternoon here, and we want to talk about comic books. Uh, we have, I know in the past few recordings, not gotten into ca- uh, comics as much because we've just been busy with other things. It's been a very, it's, look, for those of us who do things for Pride or during Pride months, it's the gay chitlin circuit. And <laughs> you are just, you are stepping and fetching and showing. Oh my God. I love it. So there's been a lot going on with comics too. I mean, I feel like as a former, like, like that was our big thing was comics and as a big fan of comic books podcasts, uh, I feel like we've been uh, remiss in our not addressing all of the current events. So we're going to talk a little bit about Marvel, a little bit about DC, a little bit about the other publishers out there with at least one retailer's perspective as well as fans. I mean, you are a retailer. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to give us the party line, but you certainly have seen things in the industry as a retailer that you have great perspective on. So I, I we draw on that experience to guide our discussion you make it seem like i work for a lobbyist well you know aaron is kind of like that a little bit and of course if you do not uh normally listen to our show and i don't know why you would pick this episode to start but if you did well welcome. Uh, you know i appreciate it and we do want you to go back we have a varied group of shows in the past we've covered all things from drag to video games music tv books occasionally uh, and other crazy random topic, topics. Comics. Uh, ba, ba, ba. I, we could have a oh, comics I'm sorry. intro. That's not my soundboard. <laughs> also, if you noticed our intro, that was from the lovely uh, Bethany Borden from Outhouse Games. This is this is the second episode we've used that uh, that intro, and uh, it's growing every time I hear it. In fact, it's becoming a, a earworm. Mm, and no relation to Lizzie Borden. No, no that no. that we're aware of. <laughs> she married funny named person i don't know i've never actually never met her husband but i love the name poor chris borden like it's rude? the funniest name because it reminds me of lizzie i'm not being rude it's nothing against him as a we're person si- we're sitting with somebody named oral fryer i know it's true <laughs> don't be using my last name <laughs> oh god they're gonna find you now seriously look so let's start with uh i don't know pick pick a publisher any publisher let's start with marvel because i can actually yeah. talk about something in there yeah so i'm Mar- here for moral support for everything else we are in the boon times for marvel secret wars is going on yes yeah um a lot has come out it, it slowed down a little yeah. you know due to them adding issues for the main uh title secret wars They've been adding like eight to ten pages. Oh, really? So that's why that's why four was so late. Um, that's why there was a little distance between three and two. Um, and then issue five doesn't come out till August twelfth. So we're recording this. Yeah, we're recording this July fifth. Not to you know like ruin the magic. Happy fourth. A week later. Yeah. Um. But it is. It's been worth it. Like that series is phenomenal. The art is gorgeous. Uh, Isad Ribic is not only quite an attractive bearish man, but and and quite nice from what I've heard. Uh, I've never talked to him directly, uh, but the art is is really good. And it's actually a crossover event that I think stands up as you know a good crossover event. I mean, mm-hmm. it's spanning the entire the entirety of Marvel. But I mean, you look back at like AVX and a lot of these other crossovers that you get through, and you're just kind of like, meh. Even through the issues by themselves, it's just kind of like, all right, you know, it is what it is. But this, so far, I think has been probably one of the best 
you know, crossovers that have, that I have read. It's a true crossover that everything has a stake and everything matters, which is always the big thing of crossovers is you just don't know. Oh, well, the main book, sure, but does this matter? Does this tie in with, with, with Captain America matter? Does the X-Men tie in? Ma-? And it's like Marvel has gone out of their way to say, you know what? This all matters, Mm -hmm. some more than others, of course, because you just don't know. But with the solicits that have just been released, with this glorious, giant-sized preview book that came out this past week at the... uh, That was leaked online, thank you very much. Yeah, really. Uh, And there were, like, shitty scans of it. But if you go to your LCS, I mean, if they're worth their salt, they have a few uh, to, to give out. And they go through, and you see how... There are books that are absolutely very relevant to the Marvel Universe going forward. Mm-hmm. We don't know how they're going to play out, but in just simple ways, you see things like the A-Force book. Yeah. A-Force, for those of you who are not reading comics right now, it's the all-girl, all-woman, all-whatever Avengers-type force. I like to use female. Female is good. I, I don't, don't know. I don't like your patriarchal terminology. Look, I have checked my and privilege at the door. Okay, I have no privilege right here. Except to say that I love the book. G. Willow Wilson has been a great, uh, and, and Marguerite Bennett, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. They're great writers in their own right. And they have crafted this, what could be a gimmick, let's face it. In a bygone era, an all-woman, all-female cast of Avengers could be a gimmick. And it's not. It actually really is a good book. Um, and that's going to be something going forward into the new Marvel. And Jean Grey's alive in it. Well. Until the end of Secret Wars. But Jean Grey's alive in this book. Yeah. As the Phoenix. That's true. In her Phoenix outfit. Mm. She's alive. She was standing there. Yeah. I think she had a line in this issue. She she had one. She had one. I think. Well, they, they relegated her to one line, but she's alive. She's, I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, Pat, of course, if you're a longtime listener, you know Pat is a huge Phoenix fan. And is our, our distant and dear friend Eric, both of which who fancy themselves Jean Grey, just in different sort of incarnations. I still think I'm Jean Grey, Eric, just because he's older and came first. That means I have to be <laughs> the clone, yep. and I'm Madeline Pryor. So much so that I bought Pat a Madeline Pryor print at Heroes Con, which was lovely. So much so that I had to cover my underboob in the new Inferno oh, yeah. series by Dennis Hopeless. That was awkward, too. <laughs> so, so, so the main book's great. Uh, Hickman is... I mean, if you, again, if you listen to the show or anything else I've talked about online, Hickman's like the greatest comic writer for that kind of comics. I mean, admittedly, yeah. it's a type. It is a very old school Kirby-esque, this is important in all caps kind of comic book writing. But like his long game with the Avengers and New Avengers has played out into this His situation. long game from... Fantastic Four. I, yeah, Fantastic Four. Dark Reign mean... Fantastic Four mm-hmm. even. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But now this is... You know, in some ways, possibly his swan song on Marvel, or at least it's his, I'm going to drop the mic when I'm done and go off and do some other stuff. I like to call it his magnum opus. The magnum opus, that works too. Mm-hmm. But uh, the tie-ins, like we said with A-Force, are all very interesting and, and in their own ways very, um, something we haven't seen in, in a long time, if ever. For the most part, I think they took the idea of Marvel Now, all new Marvel Now, that no two series are alike. And so if you don't like one, it doesn't mean that, like say you you love Weird World, you may not like, um, oh gosh, Where Monsters Dwell. Right. 
But, you know, there's something for everyone. Like, there's Inferno for, you know, people who are, you know, Ileana Magic fans. There is uh, My Favorite Thors, yeah, which Thor's is... A, good, a yeah. procedural cop drama yeah, with Thor. It's well, with all the Thors. NYPD Blue meets <laughs> uh, Law and Order meets Asgard. And it's it's funny and it's dark. A- CSI it's not, Asgard. Yes. With Throg. With Throg. Oh, my God. So, and I'm a huge Pet Avengers fan. So, when I saw, I can never say his name, Frog Thor. Throg. Throg. Yeah. When I saw him, I I, I did laugh and, and I was very happy. Now, what I also love is the uh, the X-Men tie-ins. You mentioned if you're, a, if you're a fan of Ileana. But they have, like, six X-Books. You've got X-Men 92, which is digital print first, but then they're doing a hard copy. Which I have a bone to pick with that, but Uh-oh. I'll deal with it oh, later. We'll, 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 we'll round that. back to that. I'll put um, a pin in it. Because I talked to the creators at Heroes, and I, I really, like, they were really fun uh, to talk to, and I love their book. Because that, to me, is the era of X-Men I started on. That was mm-hmm. the first X-Book, uh, the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont stuff. But um, Well, that cartoon was such a big oh, piece cartoon. of... Because that's what it's based off of. It's not even so much that era of the comic. It's, like, it's an amalgam of yeah. It's that's a little bit of both. That's the it's the cartoon because it's straight up the style and the the tone of the cartoon, but with other extra things included into it. Yeah. But it's it was such a I, that was a huge part of my growing up, and I know a lot of people in our generation that was a big thing, regardless of whether you were a huge comic book person. True. That cartoon was every Saturday morning. That was the shit, and I I loved it because we used that as an intro for an episode. I think once, yeah, I think the Jean Grey, uh, mine and Eric's Jean Grey episode, and that was where the famous Jean Grey Scott trope, I think, originated. Well, because whenever she would do something, she would always be like, "Boom, power!" Yeah, and she would just fall, and Scott would have to catch her. Mm Like you do. Screaming Scott, I think, started with uh, the Dark Phoenix saga in comics. Oh, well, so yeah, yeah. When she killed herself, and that was the first time I think she really yelled out Scott in a uh, so battle situation. Um, but that book is like that's hitting my my that's my expert spot. But other people who like Extinction Agenda, Extinction Agenda is very good. Years or you know days, but years of future past has also been very interesting and kind of fun. Second issue kind of. Felt a little hollow for me, especially yeah. after like the art kind of dipped. Uh, um, uh. And then there's this a whole page of just this long monologue. Yeah, this long monologue. Really? Colossus does that whole yeah. that whole speech. Really? Yeah. And don't they know you show? Don't you don't tell you show? Like, like art should carry it. Ugh. They well they I somebody must have been like you need to cut about four pages of art. That could Colossus. Yeah. You're just gonna tell us this whole story. Which you know, it's it was a it was a strong message. It's just it, it was heavy handed. Yeah. It was really ham fisted in about a joke is you know how it all starts and but and it just it was oh. such. See, I haven't read it. Yet. I need to go uh, read that. Well, I'm behind. It, it's basically they they have this Logan's teachable kid. Moment. Yeah, it's a teachable moment. It's the oh. the two kids and there's a one of them has some joke and then Colossus goes in. Well, I grew it, up it, in the streets. You don't know about my life. You <laughs> lived in this fancy Ivory Tower all my life. I had to fight. We lived in a prison. Like, and they taught me maths and literature and art. Really? <laughs> They're Starcross they lovers. Oh, Lord. It's, um, it, it's so ham-fisted how it's done. It, it, it reaches a point, but it's just so heavy-handed on... on Here's a here's a message about 
don't call somebody gay as a joke because then it turns into and then somebody has a this and then then there's laws about this and then there's this it just well, yeah. someone was just going off on a rant there so is for, for oh, extinction yeah actually I, I did i'm glad you mentioned that one that's probably one of my favorites also because uh, no i love shit listen <laughs> you we all know i like grant morrison and john hickman but grant morrison's era of the x-men is very controversial admittedly i don't love the way it ends i don't think i would honestly think morrison probably didn't necessarily love all of the things because he was kind of burning out at marvel at that point um, but the, uh, the overall, like it sort of picks up where that left off and, and tells another kind of tale in that, in that kind of X-Men universe. But it, it doesn't pick up where the actual run left off. Right. Because Magneto's still alive. Magneto's alive. Jean Grey's in an they, egg, a Phoenix egg, I guess. Well, so it doesn't, it doesn't. Cause now they found, they went to get Zorn. Yeah. And then they get so, Zorn. So like, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like. Part of it shot off into what it ended with with the Phoenix egg because obviously here comes tomorrow was that 150 years in the future. Right, Gene comes out of the Phoenix egg and all of that. Yeah, but Zorn at that point had been killed and like it just. So yeah. that's that's the catch about Secret Wars is that it it these tie-ins these different sections of Battle World which are all run by like God Doom, um, King God Doom. He's like King Boo, but you know, <laughs> more ruthless. Crack. <laughs> they uh they all have the foundations of their their past story arcs, but ju- they're just slightly different. It's like, you know, and here's the the twist, here's the catch. Here's why, you know, Siege is, you know, billed as the siege that we remember, the fall of Asgard, but the book that we're going to get in Secret Wars is about you know, the shield. Yeah, exactly. And Abigail Brand. And so, like, they, they're they all kind of different. And so when, you know, I think it appeals to people like yourself when you think about E is for Extinction. It gives you, you know, Beak. It gives you his kids with Angel. Um, it gives you that kind of, like, quirky... Mutants as celebrities, yeah. as sort of the homo superior, like, ruling... Not ruling class, but certainly more... The gentry. The gentry, less oppressed, let more privileged. I mean, like, that's what the whole era of, of Morrison's thing... That was his experiment. What if the X-Men did actually get to that place? You know, and, how would that change? Things? And it gives you 90s Cyclops in what looks like a diaper. Yep. Well, you know. <laughs> He's a little bit infantilized by Emma, in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, so, so there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of some classic sort of, actually, you know, not classic Avengers. I was just thinking there really is no book for classic or even 90s or West Coast Avengers fans. Because they're moving away from that. They are. Have you You're noticed right. is that everyone's been so worried about what's going to happen with the X-Men. And then they gave you, like in that preview, we have a good number of X-Men titles coming up. But... You know, this is the end of that Avengers that we know. Like Hickman's Avengers has been sort of like that final yeah. like heyday of our standard Avengers. And like slowly but surely as we've moved through it, he's added people we've never seen before, right. getting us used to that idea that, you know, the Avengers aren't immutable. And at the end it's of the this, idea yeah. of the Avengers, not the people. Mm-hmm. So at the end of this, we get, you know, the all new, all different. So, I mean, it's interesting because the Avengers idea is sort of a product, certainly of Hickman, certainly of the movies somewhat. And so you almost wonder if the – and this is a big debate online. People talk about this on podcasts. We're going to do the same. 
do the movies drive some of the creative? And I mean, I think the answer is yes and no, because I know that there have been creators who have said, you know what? I really liked this idea that they put out there in the movie universe and the cinematic universe. So I decided, let me take that and run with it. But it's not necessarily an edict from on high that Disney or Marvel or whoever is saying you will allow for new Avengers. You will allow, you will take so-and-so off the center stage. I mean, if you thought that way, you would go, oh, well, Tony Stark is obviously going to be written out. And the way that the new Avengers and Avengers was left, you would think, and, and even his, his Iron Man series, you would think Tony Stark is sort of being written off stage. However, as the previews have shown, he is again, center focus mm. of the new Marvel. I mean, they put him in the middle of the two major promotional images they put out. Tony Stark, Iron Man, you know, ostensibly sort of as portrayed by uh, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, And so- not only that, is that, you know, the artistic direction, it's like when DC did the new 52 and Jim Lee did all of the, like, character redesign. Like, Marquez did all of the character redesigns. Oh, did he for, for that? Yeah. Okay, I didn't so, know. So, like, when you, when you look at like, that teaser, like, banner that they did, those two, that's all his art. Yeah, that makes you sense. Know. It's more unified that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will throw that out. David Marquez is a lovely, lovely man. Uh, and you event- find attractive. No, no, no. I don't. I actually don't find him attractive. He's a little. You know, That's he, a shock. He's. His, <laughs> it's. It's the long hair. He's got little. Little like shoulder length. But I will say at Heroes, several years that I saw him there. He wasn't there this year. Stalking he, him? Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> actually, you know who did? Josh. Josh actually and him were a little more like anyway. Um, but both times I would walk by who? and he would wave. Yeah. He, yeah <laughs> who? The the question. I'm sorry. Long-time listeners, of course, know the question. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you had your memory zapped. Remember? You had that moment where you're like, I can't do it anymore, and you you went in and had the Eternal Sunshine treatment? No? No. I never saw that movie, and I still You see, you did, and you forgot because you had the treatment. So then you wouldn't remember that you had the treatment. This is the whole thing. I know. It's weird. Back to I, Heroes I, Cone? Yeah, no, back to Heroes <laughs> Cone. But, um, but no, David Marquez, and I'm so happy because his art is beautiful – but, like, he gets to do the new Iron Man book, and, again, it looks amazing. Bendis is writing it, which is kind of surprising, because I, I actually was saying to Pat, I'm like, I think Bendis is moving on from the X-Men. I don't remember who I thought, like, he was going to go do, but I was like, you know, oh, he'll go off and do some other book. And then, like, Hickman or uh, Remender would come on to the X-Books. Because Remender has done the X-Books before, but just on, like, a side thing, but loves the X-Men clearly. He does. And then... Hickman has said many times that he, if he had his choice, he would do either like DC, he would do a Titans series, uh, Teen Titans, or he would do an X-Men series because those are his things. And both are leaving. <laughs> it's like, oh. So instead they give the X-Books to Jeff Lemire, who I like, also a very nice man, but I am a little torn on the whole whatever they're doing. I'm a little like, wait, wait, what are you doing? You're you're mixing in the Terrigen. You're, you're dealing with the Terrigen somehow. And then you're giving uncanny to the to the to the bad mutants or the questionably good mutants. Like I'm just like what I don't I don't know. Do whatever it takes. I mean, Cullen do Bunn it takes. has done a good job with Magneto, so I'm okay with that working. Mm-hmm. But Lemire has a mixed track record. I love his indie stuff a lot, but his DC books have been hit or miss. What I will say about that is when he has license to focus on like a tight-knit group of characters or one character in particular, you don't have to worry about it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm looking forward to his old man Logan. And he's not doing. He, well, with Sorrento, he, who's doing the current old man Logan for Secret Wars. Yeah. Who he worked with on Green Arrow mm-hmm. and was amazing. That yeah. was really good. Um, and what what's the other book he's doing? It's not all new. He's Is doing it extraordinary, extreme, or no, no extraordinary. extraordinary. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, one of those X's. It, it'll. I I think it'll be fine. I don't think we have any anything. Well, to worry the team about. is great. I mean, you got Storm, you've got Nightcrawler, um, you got Teen Gene, Teen Gene, Magic. You look straight up Marvel Girl. Yeah. Well, that's a that's probably what they decided to reboot. Wouldn't her. it be interesting <laughs> yeah. if it is actually Marvel Girl and uh, not Teen from the? Yeah, because no. we don't know how Secret Wars is going to end up. It's going to be a whole mix of things. And the fact that Old Man Logan's on the team oh, yeah, means they are bringing in characters from other universes into our universe. I mean, we know Miles Morales is coming and going to be one of the Spider-Men. And out of all the iterations, Old Man Logan's my favorite Wolverine. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because there was a um, an, a moment, what was it, um, Jason Aaron's uh, was it a Wolverine in the X-Men, where they jump forward into the future. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. And it was yeah. a white-haired Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually kind of makes me think, huh. Like, I don't, I, you know, who knows? At that point in time, they may not have even known about Secret Wars or, I mean, they may have been planning it. But it is kind of interesting that they're transitioning to this older statesman for Wolverine and for Steve Rogers, too, which is also kind of the thing I thought they would undo with this whole relaunch. <laughs> Steve Rogers looking the way he feels. Yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> But I mean, you know, you they have... bulked him up though. Yeah, on the covers, he doesn't look least. in bad shape, but he does still look older. Well, yeah, no, he looks older. He just looks hot almost daddy like... Steve, hot granddaddy, Ew. Steve. hot granddaddy Steve, Gilf, wait, that's, Ew. A, that's a Ew. whole other thing. Ew. That's a G Dilf, G Dilf. Sorry, <laughs> um, our friend uh, Kevin Wada, uh, who uh, is is again secret project. Uh, hopefully, we'll be showing you it. Soon. Only says cover art. I know, I know, I know. Well, we're talking about Scarlet Witch, for those you don't know. So I was at work in the back doing, like, random paperwork. And I hear Aaron goes, Oral, have you checked this promo? And normally I don't get a chance to check the promos because, you know, I'm, I'm putting away, like, books and boxes and a whole nine yards. And eventually I'll get around to it. It's free. We're but giving it, it away for free. But it's Scarlet Witch. So you're like, what? And so he's like, did you see this Scarlet Witch solo ongoing? I'm like... No, and I go over there and I do this kind of like weird. For those of you who play like the suit, the new Super Mario Brothers, the weird Luigi jump and then like double. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that, and it was <laughs> there was a squeal, and I'm really excited. Except until I I read who's the writer. Well, now hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, James Robinson is doing an amazing job with Airboy, and he did an amazing job with Starman. And what I was going to say was this. Mm-hmm. When he's good, because there have been titles like I really liked his Earth 2. Yes. It had its up yes, and down, but I, I, re- I really liked his Earth 2. When he's good, he's really good. Yes. When he's off, yes. you get all new invaders. Ooh. Well, you know, actually, I liked all new invaders. What I would give more of a eh, to is his uh, Fantastic Four was okay. Not great. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was... Eh. <laughs> Well, and then his uh, DC, he did Justice League for a while. Now, some would say editorial kind of dragged him into the kind of mud with all the stuff they were doing. But, you know, he, he's hit or miss at times. Now, he has cleaned up. I, he had substance issues. That's what Airboy is sort of dealing yeah. with. And he is in a better place. I think it'll be interesting. Now, that, having, that being said, what I want to know is when are you going to get that crown? 
You know, because that is a unique thing. Yes, the beaded sort of going back to the, you know, Ramana sort of gypsy thing. Uh I can totally take where you have like the brooch piece because, you know, I really like her redesign for Uncanny. Um, Uncanny Avengers, the second go around. I liked when she showed up in X Factor. She looked really good the Um, way they did it. Yeah, but, you know, this new piece with the like beaded corset and the I, i'm all about now yeah you know will it be a good series it, that remains to be it seen. remains to be seen. i want to know who they're doing interior art they they yeah. have said very little about this probably because it was not yet fully done and that's what i'm worried about like, oh oh wait wait we want to announce is, this yeah this is something that they haven't really thought of now what they have thought of and what i'm happy about are the books that were really doing well and they've kept the same creative teams like Thor, or the Mighty Thor, number one. Mm-hmm. Which, remember, it was the Mighty Thor, God of Thunder. No, Thor, it was Thor, God, Thor, God of, Thunder. of Thunder. Then it was relaunched as Thor, Thor. but it was about woman Thor. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I have no better way to say it. But Thor as a woman, which I love. The new female Thor. Well, yeah. female Thor. And then now they're relaunching as the Mighty Thor, number one, uh, with the same person. Uh, and again, we're, we're spoiling things here and there, so uh, apologies if you it's have not, not read this. But basically, well, it's not been that It's recently. a solicit. Well, it's a solicitor. But, um, but Jane uh, Foster, from, from the movies, if you've only seen the movies, and from the books, if you're a longtime Thor fan, uh, is the new uh, Thor. And it is Russell Dowderman, another amazingly nice comics creator, is still doing the art, and Jason Aaron is still writing it, so I'm on board. And no what, I, what I love is that, like, sometimes, like, since I'm in in the business of like selling comics, sometimes I don't get to like ingest them, just right. kind of consume them. And there are times where I won't look at covers. Yeah. I just know that, oh, Thor, Iron Man, Justice League, but I don't actually look at the details. Sure. And when you look at that cover for, you know, Mighty Thor number one, it's gorgeous. Like gorgeous. you see beads of sweat. She's, you know, bleeding. The blood from her yeah. nose. Ugh. Like it's 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 really thought out and this is going to be one of those stories that you know really like destroys your soul but also gives you like beautiful things about the magic of life and the gorgeousness that is sometimes your legacy and death life is precious (laughs) is what you're saying yes okay before we continue on with the new stuff yeah we haven't really talked about we've talked about like five secret wars titles yeah true so let's go back to the four issues of Secret Wars and the basic ones and twos, because I don't think we've gotten to a third issue of any of the series yet. Uh, X-Men, X-Men 92. X- yeah. Because oh, it's digital first. So let me tell you about this. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, please. Let's we They have been hyping X-Men 92 for forever. Uh-huh. And they went the route of like Mortal Kombat X um, and Injustice, uh, that first run, where... Like, we, I did not know it was digital first. And so all that shit has been all over the internet. Right, right. So when we ordered hundreds of copies, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just like, oh, this just came out. But, like, I've I've seen all this on Tumblr. Like, I'm like, well, fuck. Thanks a lot. Like, and and I I get it. I understand why they did it. Yeah. You know, you want to try different mediums and, and well they're younger writers they're younger creators yeah. they want to see if it would work i mean there's, there's a whole host of reasons but i will say i talked to chris sims and i gotta look up the artist's name i'm so sorry because he was actually they were sitting together in the booth at heroes and and the artist uh was was so much more like engaged 
and talkative, and it was really kind of cool. And I love his art because it's Jim Lee without the posing, without the ridiculousness. Like it's Jim Lee stripped down to just the yes. the core idea, and but it's very effective. And they were talking about how the digital release is so superior because there are whole panels they cut out of the digital release to do the print. And one of them has like a jubilee, like she wins the laser tag or something, and mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, or whatever, it says something. And like they were like really happy with that, but the, the print one doesn't have it. So it's weird that, and they're doing it as an infinite comic too, so it's that whole, um, you know, one frame motion, to another, in yeah. motion vaguely. So like I was actually kind of like, well, and, and, you know, I got the print copy because I want this, I want this series to sell well. Yeah. I will buy it for 99 is it 99 cents or 2.99? I think it's a $1.99. $1.99 yeah. per issue. So I want to support both to kind of get the numbers and do the thing and keep the sales up and all that cuz it's great and I want these creators to do more stuff, but uh in 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 practice and an actual execution, I prefer the digital. Because of that, um I was talking to a couple other creators at the show and they all were like, yeah, we love the digital version. Um uh, Bodenheim, Ryan Bodenheim from uh, God, Dying in the Dead mm-hmm. and from Before That Secret uh, and Mars, uh, Mass, Red Mass from Mars. He's like, because we were just talking. I mean, we've we've talked before at shows. And uh, he's like, oh, I, 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 I love digital because I can just I, it's exactly what I submit, which never occurred to me as, as a reason for it. Like my reason for it, I support physical comics. I love having them in my hands. I take them on the airplane. But like that that digital copy, it's not just convenient; it's exactly what the artists render. Mm-hmm. So I, I was it was an interesting discussion we had, and and, and again, Chris and uh, his his cohort talking about that, and I, I didn't realize that. But no, I mean I I love X Men ninety two. I really want more of that. I don't think that has a place in the new Marvel. It'd be interesting if they did, but yeah. The only thing I love I, the only thing I don't like about reading it is because of the way that it's set up is. Part of the reason why I enjoy reading the comics digitally, even after we get them and then put the codes in, I'll I'll put them up on my phone instead, is because you can double tap in and yeah. expand the the dialogue bubbles. Right. X Men ninety two, you can't do that. Oh really? Yeah, because oh. of the way that the it's set up, mm-hmm. it doesn't have that zoom in and expand that one part. It is the the panel as it is. Yeah. So and I don't even think you can you can't even no, because drag you, to zoom it. Probably not, yeah. So you if it's if it's set up in a certain way and the the dialogue bubbles are or the boxes are smaller, it's a bitch to read on the phone. Hmm. But, See, and you know like for for me, anything that I've read digital, like Marvel's retailer site, um, used to have this this web viewer and it, that's how I experience a lot. Um, and it's not as fancy. It's more like a, just a, a tool for retailers. Um, but then somebody went and linked all this shit. And then we never got to get any other more previews. And so I'm reading things in PDF. Oh, which, yeah, how they went to it? Okay. Yeah, like, and it's through Diamond. Although you can still do screen grabs of PDFs. Well, yeah, I know. But the, the catch is that, like... Like I said, like for me, sometimes it's just like a reading sort of thing. Right. And so like I don't get the full experience. And so like I'm kind of removed not once but twice from the digital format. Sure. So like I don't experience that same thing that you do. Right. But I can see how that would be like a great way to like experience the medium. I mean, I just love it because when I travel, 
I have my whole collection that that's digital with me. Mm-hmm. So like if I want to go back and reread anything and I do, I'll pull down whatever is that I've read. Whereas my books in my long boxes, they're much harder to get to. You know of course. What I mean? So like that's my also, thing. short boxes are the way to go. I have those too, but no, I, I, I actually, yeah, because for moving, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Um, so what else with Marvel, like Secret Wars? I mean, there are a few other Marvel books. We should mention, like, uh, the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is still going, and that's yes. not being affected by Secret Wars. Nope. Um, neither is Howard the Duck. And um, Hawkeye, or all-new whatever Hawkeye. Yeah, and then you also have Miss um, Marvel. Well, that's one of the tie-ins, so they're doing that's the... That's a Last Days. Last yeah, days. it's yeah. a Last Days, but... Just like Magneto. Like, yeah, afterwards, the like it'll all be fine, but I think... You know, I will say this. I've always, when people say, like, I don't like Hickman's run on X, I usually say it's because Hickman focuses on the macro for the most part, Mm -hmm. and then you don't get the micro until, like, the bitter end. Right. But when you come to, like, the third and the fourth issue of Secret Wars, you understand, like, what he's trying to convey with these characters. And I think that's why I... I think I've enjoyed his run so much mm-hmm. on Avengers because you see it all. You see, like, you know, yes, this universe-shattering thing has happened. Yes, Doom has, spoiler alert, the powers of the Beyonders, and, like, he is, he reigns supreme. Right. But he still, like, he went through apotheosis, but he's still human. He's still mortal. Apotheosis? Apotheosis. I know, I know what you said, but I, I heard apotheosis and I was like, oh, that's a great term. I love Are it. you done? <gasps> really, when you look at it, he's still, he's still human. He's still yeah, fallible. Yeah, he's still doomed. Yeah. And he stole his family. He stole oh, totally. Reed's family. Made sure that there was no other version of him throughout any of this. And the, the one thing that I've noticed um, and it's just me speculating. Uh-huh. We've seen the Human Torch. We've seen um, the Thing, right? But I Wait, haven't seen a read. Where's the Thing? Uh, in the in the solicit. Oh, oh, okay, okay. But I haven't seen a read. I haven't seen a suit, and I haven't seen the kids. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, but he and Valeria have a relationship. Well, yes, but, Uncle Doom, that yes, whole thing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, that is his daughter. She is the royal consort. Like, yeah. uh, like Sue is a royal consort. Those are his kids now. Yeah. And so my thing is, I don't think they're going to make it. I think they're going to die in Secret Wars. I think they're going to fracture the Fantastic Four, leave uh, Ben and Johnny. And then those four are going to be just somewhere. Well, right. Like either trapped in this version of Battleworld or they'll just, you know, quote unquote kill them and, and take them off the board for a little bit. They'll take them right. off the board for a little while. But I mean, you know, I, I totally agree. He stole Re- Reed and that fourth issue, you really get that. Yeah, but you Reed's know- like, whoa, wait, wait, huh? What? Like and then Doom clearly the first time probably ever as Doom God or God Doom or whatever, like gets uncomfortable and lashes out because he realizes, oh shit, the jig is up. I really want him to say Doom damn it. Doom damn Doom damn it's one of my favorite things right now. Um, the Secret Wars, like, again, like you said, Hickman is, it's awesome that Hickman is coming full circle with the whole Fantastic Four element. Mm-hmm. Because the best thing I think he's written at Marvel, I love Secret Wars, I love Avengers, New Avengers, all that's great. The best thing I think is his Fantastic Four. Yeah. And he, he gets that 
family dynamic. He gets the father who's who wants to be with his children but has other obligations, other things that drives him, and it's a struggle for him. I, he gets that totally, and it's great. It's, it's beautiful. And But, you know, what I will say is that looking at that family dynamic, I think Doom is doing a better job at being there, at least for Valeria. Doom agrees with you. Yes, at least for Valeria, because um, Franklin... Franklin's just off playing with his glasses. Franklin's always off playing um, with his pocket universes or pocket poker or whatever you he's see, doing. You see what a family dynamic, and even though Sue looks kind of like... Dead behind the up, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like, so much up. Like, she... I, I mean, I like this version. Like, I... Oh, complete side note. Uh-huh. 1872 is about to come out. 1872, yeah. number one, the Western. It looks gorgeous. Well... They mention it in the solicits as a book that will move on past, like, you know, in the new Marvel. So I'm kind of interested what they do with that. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know that I really love the Western motif, but I will, I will check it out, certainly. Weird World's another tie in that they say is going to go on. Mm. We have a a lovely lightning storm here in uh, Central Florida, so. Uh, Doom is certainly happy enough with this conversation. Are we done talking about like current Secret Wars? Sure. Well, can I just say, I Inferno. I'm actually enjoying Inferno. I, lo- I really like Inferno. And um, second issue is better than the first. I yes. I liked both of them. I was actually okay with with both of those. And the fun part is, I'm now that I'm Facebook friends with Hopeless. I just after reading the issue, I was like went over to his page. And I'm like. I'm enjoying Inferno. Thanks. It's just like just randomness. Oh, um, I'm, I'm sure he likes hearing and, that. And he and he, he and likes my posts. He's great. writing one of the new tie-ins. Yeah, so he's writing. Um, uh, I think it's all new. He's writing all new. Yeah, with uh, new Wolverine and yeah, uh, with Angie's uh, Angie's dad. Ah, yay! Which which is what I was going to say. I'm really looking forward to that because we know, you know, Dennis Hopeless can do young really well. Yeah. Oh, his. His Avengers uh, arena, arena. Uh-huh. was excellent, very mm-hmm. good, um, and I really liked his undercover as well. Really, I, I still need to read that, but uh, and I actually really liked his X Force. Honestly, I liked his X Force better than uh, uh, what's his name, Sam Humphreys, who I like Sam a lot too, and better than Cy Spurrier. I didn't, I didn't get. I can see that crazy. Um, the last thing I want to talk about with the like the upcoming stuff for Secret Wars is. Spider-Man, it looks kind of interesting. Like, Miles is coming. Bendis is riding it. Surprise! I was going to say, which Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah, come on. Um, surprise, yeah. But, you know, Dan Slott, you know, Dan Kevin does Coley. a good job. Kevin Coley, yeah, no, he does. Yeah, like, he does I, I like job. I like his Spider-Man. There's and not- it's it's the Batman Incorporated uh, conundrum because you have, you have potentially multiple people who could be a good Batman, and you have uh, one staying in the Gotham, and one going off into the sort of general world. Yeah, and like we're getting the new like spider buggy. That's ridiculous. Call it what you That's will. ridiculous. Look, but no, adorable, I, but ridiculous. Yeah, I want a car that can drive on on walls and, and it has little open. things that separate, like a little spider. Yes. Yeah, that's um. Uh, you know, we're getting Web Warriors. We're getting twenty ninety nine again. Like Spider really- Gwen. I had no idea how huge that damn thing was. Had heroes? Have you not? I I knew that the number one and number like they were they're hard to find. They were expensive, whatever. But I just didn't get the the the. I thought that was like a speculator thing. I didn't get the fan no. reaction. And I went to Heroes, and every artist at Heroes had their own Spider Gwen. Not to be called Spider Gwen. 
What? Not to be called Spider Gwen. What? Oh, well, no, because you know how, like, you know, intellectual properties, blah, 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 oh, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to be called. It's my spider. Spider. Genovese. <laughs> nice. So Jason Latour, who is the writer of Spider Gwen's, his line was perpetually longer than Jason. Jason Aaron, who created, uh, who did Southern Bastards with Jason, who basically brought Jason to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like his line was so much shorter than Latour's. I was amazed because I just didn't get the spider thing. Like I have not read Spider Gwen. And uh, Bill from Comic Book Bears he was telling me about, we were talking about it on one of the shows, and he was like, well, no, no, no. she's in a band called the Mary, Mary Janes, Janes, and she's a musician, and it's an alternate universe where Peter, and I, and I was like, I got the, the Peter died or whatever. I got that. He was that. a lizard. Oh, I didn't get that. I didn't yeah. That. I he, didn't see that. He wanted to be special like Mary Jane and uh-huh. went insane. Oh. I'm sorry, not Mary Jane. Uh, Gwen Stacy went insane uh-huh. and turned himself into the lizard. Oh. And then they that. fought and then he ended up dying and she carries that burden. Got it. Um, well, and then now there, with the relaunch, there's a whole like publicity thing about what happened to Peter Parker and it's this whole big thing. Yeah. But like that is actually really interesting. And so now I'm, I'm actually, like, when it relaunches, I'll certainly pick it up because. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get the musician part. I didn't get the other stuff. And I'm really happy because Latour is a great creator. Yeah. Like Southern Bastards is amazing. It's mm. probably one of my favorite image books. And that he does the writing of Spider-Gwen and he does the art for that. Like I'm I'm really impressed by his stuff. So, um, so I think that. That's I think a lot that of Marvel. Secret Wars. Marvel is killing it. Um, yes. Who doesn't want. Who doesn't want. Doctor Strange with a fucking battle axe. I still don't understand that, but I love it. And the no. fact that Pachalo is doing it. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I will say about it. Cause it's, it's, I think it's the one that I'm excited about the most. They're doing that whole all magic comes at a price. Right. Um, and if anybody like has read manga or watches anime and, and, you know, um, like Tokyo Babylon or X 1999 or just Sailor X, Moon. Not necessarily Sailor Moon. Oh, it's that okay. all magic comes at a price. You don't just get to, you know, say these words and wave your fingers right. and think that there aren't repercussions. Whatever you do comes back threefold. All exactly. exactly. It's the craft. And so he's <laughs> going to take a more hands-on approach. I was going approach. with charms, but yeah. Yeah, like, um, yes. <laughs> um, that'll work, too. But it, I'm, I'm really excited about that. But, yeah, Marvel has been great. All right. Now, so now let's DC. talk about DC. So now there are two books. And that's it. No. Uh, I have two books I love right now with DC. And this is post-Convergence. So we got through the shitstorm that was Convergence. Do you know Convergence? I, I, I promise you. I promise you Convergence probably bankrupted somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, when I was at the store the other day. So so this we mentioned a comic shop. Not this is a big surprise. But that's my LCS. That's where Oral works. LCS for those who don't know. Uh, isn't that like the Mormons? No. Local comic shop. I was going to LDS. I almost slapped the taste. Oh, out come on. So, uh, and of course, patron of the Nerdy Show Network. So we love Aaron and we love the comic shop. A comic shop is why I'm back into comics. That and I fanboy between the two. You're welcome. That's why. Honey, you weren't there yet. Shut up. I got you later. You were, you came later. It was nice. I keep you coming back. No, you do. You really do. Um, but so... I looked at the bottom of the, the so you, you kind of know what's not selling very well <laughs> or is some kind of weird whatever. When you look at the bottom row of books and you see a lot of the same things and I look at the bottom of wherever it was probably the DC section, of course, and it's all secret or uh, convergence tie ins. 
And it was like, oh, I read those. No, I didn't because they were awful. So the thing was, Secret Wars, I feel like, really was the sort of let's glom onto what we know Marvel's doing. Let's do it earlier because it's the same idea. Let's bring all these previous realities together. Let's mash them up, mix them up, do this thing. And then there will be a winner, and the winner will survive. Oh, wait, no, actually, everybody still survives because we're not going to kill anything. It affected nothing that anybody was reading except for Earth 2. And Justice League United, supposedly. Because when they're relaunching that, they're going to be jumping around the multiverse doing different stuff. That's what I read. I haven't, it hasn't come out. So it's Exiles? Kind of. Okay. Which, yeah, Lemire's not on anymore, but... You're right. It had no lasting side effects. That's why Marvel is very keen on saying, look, in all their publicity, we know that this has ramifications. We are we are promising you this will matter. But Secret War, or, uh, and I, we, we go back and forth, Convergence? No. It was a Band-Aid. They called it the Band-Aid when they moved their production offices. They got... Like, creators who weren't doing the main books, not that they're B or C list, I'm not going to go with that, no. but they were creators not doing as much, some really good creators, okay? Uh, Declan Shalvey did the um, Gaslight Batman versus the Shazam, uh-huh. but the, the Shazam and Gaslight Batman, Jeff Parker was the writer, and the art was gorgeous it was a beautiful and it was a perfect mashup of the two universes that's what it should have been and and here's here's where the problem for me has always lined with when i look back at at convergence there were some tie-ins that i was looking forward to like i'm a huge booster gold fan like i love right, booster right, sure um and i love seeing gold star and i love seeing rip hunter yeah, exactly and and i got two issues with him being back but it was just so, you know, chaotic and there there was no really like you never felt like anything that happened in those battles had anything to do with the main series. Right. And when you read the main series, because their every man was, you know, Earth Two. Yeah. And I love those characters. I, I love Balzad. Yep. Like, Green Lantern. Really like you Kyle gotta love yeah. the Green Lantern of Earth Two because Hey, he's gay, and he has a tragic past with his his husband. But like, got killed. you you show he wasn't his husband. He died. Oh, they, got, they got engaged. They were engaged. Fiance, oh, fiance. Uh, he didn't even have a chance to say yes. Oh, oh, okay. Fine, fine. Um, almost. Husband. But like, Spirit you literally husband. like you met these villains who you know my DC has gotten better. Yeah. I admit, yeah. since I started, you know, like getting back into comic books and, you know, reading as much as possible, I don't know who the fuck half these people were, nor did I care, nor did it have any bearing in the earth that we were reading. And well, who it, the hell were I I and this is the thing where my again, my comic book bearers brethren, they know DC really well. Demos and Lidos and whoever the hell else were there. Like all those other weird characters. I have no idea who they are. They have more resonance with DC fans. And I was like, oh. Okay. And you know, like when you when you look at it and they're like, oh, everything matters now. Everything that we've ever written in DC right. is now in play. Well, you could have done this. You technically already did it. And it was called Multiversity. Yeah. And I didn't have to buy a hundred copies and as a retailer. It was so much better. So much stronger, and they tried to glom into that and glom onto it. It was just awful. Mess. It right. was awful. So that's 
past this prologue. That's all in the past now. Now we have the new new 52. It's not even the new no, new 52. I know, I know. It's literally like, hey, everybody, I unpack my swing line stapler. I'm looking out in like Anaheim. I was one of the lucky ones who decided, fuck New York. I'm going to live in California until the big one hits and separates yeah, really? from the mainland. Oh my and God. it's escape from L.A. Like, That'd be like Battle World when that happens. No. No? No. Okay. Um. But yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. There, there are t- certain titles that I've been looking forward to, like Dark Side War. Oh, really that's strong start. Awesome. That's really like, good. I really like the prologue to if that. If you like the New Gods, the Justice League, Dark Side Wars, and it has no other strings attached to anything else. Nope. You don't. You don't have to know anything really. They give you everything. They redesign the the New Gods pretty much. Um, building a little bit of out of multiversity. I feel like it's a little bit of. Jeff Johns reading Grant Morrison's Multiversity and going, yes, I want to do that. I want those those new gods. I want to redesign them with uh, with Faybach, but I want to do like this new gods inspired Justice League story, and it's great. And it's of course great because um, you know Miracle Man is featured prominently, one of my favorite characters, uh, Scott Free. Scott Free. Uh, like seriously, if you saw my office. Like, I've got the Miracle Man and Big Barda, like, figurines that they did a couple years ago mm-hmm. that were really nice. I've got uh, just, um, Ramon Perez doing a Mr. Miracle bust that I got at Heroes, like, four years ago. Like, I have the Kirby New Gods books. Like, I am a New Gods fan. I love the New Gods. I think it's one of Kirby's best things. And yet, DC has always had a weird relationship with it. The best use of it since the New 52, honestly, was Wonder Woman. Yeah. With Orion. And they, they brought in Scott, uh, Miracle Man, and Barda a little bit into Earth 2, but it was very, like, transient. And, of course, Dark Side has become the big bad, and that's cool. I'm fine with that. But this, this, Justice League, uh, Dark Side War, not only does it move past that, but you get, um, you get Dark Side's daughter, Grail, with a, with a Themyscarian, uh, uh, with the, the tribe of women of Amazons. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. That's, like ridiculous like how does that work and she shuts the team down in that first issue and i think that's the only part that i had issue with not to fanboy Uh you know for it you thought it was too much yeah it was just it was too much because here you have the justice league who ostensibly have been working together as a team for over five years at this point um and she just shuts them down so quickly you know, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, nobody matters. Shazam. Like, it's like, up, oh, nope, up, oh, up, oh, everybody's dead. Everybody, well. Not dead. Well, and, and hell, she freaking turns, like, they, they, they turn Luther's sister against her to shoot her him in the back. Like, that was, that was certainly unexpected. And when I saw that, I was like, wait. And they're not killing Lex Luthor, but obviously it takes him out. But yeah, like that, that's was, been great. Justice League has Justice been League's really great. strong now, since forever. That's evil. Justice League proper. Yes. Now, I did not read Justice League of America. That was the Finch book. Mm. Did you read that with all the covers? That's not Finch. Oh, is that Finch? Who is that? That's, um, oh, sh- Hitch. Oh, Hitch. I always get Finch and Hitch confused. I, I mean, their names why. are kind of. Finch and Hit. Yeah, they, yes. and they have a similar... They're from that same era of the early 2000s with the widescreen comics and all this stuff. Uh-huh. But, like, I didn't... And Finch is doing... Finch and his wife are doing Wonder Woman. That's probably also Ooh. the other thing. But, but no, how is the new Justice League of America? 
it's fine. Yeah. We think it takes place in that that five year jump between right. Justice League Volume One right. and Volume Two. Okay. Um, and so like it's doing this whole like multiverse, everything dies sort of thing. Um, it's 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 nice. Uh, Hitch Hitch is. I like him, yeah. and then sometimes I look at some of his pages, and I'm just like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, not to say that it isn't gorgeous or right. that I could do better, yeah, or yeah, no, you know, you he just, isn't you one of those. You don't like it. You don't. Yeah. Like it. No, it's not one of those top people. Sure. Sometimes you look at something and it is gorgeous. Yeah. But there are sometimes I'm just like, you look a little, you little look, you can look like you got a touch yeah, of the downs. Cool. Like I. Oh, 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 oh wow. So I was gonna go there, but no, no. I mean, this is the thing. Like. We are not artists. We are people who appreciate art. And when I see a strong Except for John page, Romita Jr. Listen, you are just wrong. I'm not wrong. This is amazing. Well, no, I'll yeah, no. Okay, we'll talk about we'll uh, talk about Justice League, Justice League. Well, well no, we'll no, talk about Superman. Superman, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. But no, I when I appreciate a really strong, strongly drawn, beautiful page, like that really makes me excited because it's just a gorgeous piece. You know, and I, I am so happy to have a few really nice of those original pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I from Multiversity, I got the Paolo Sakara page from the guidebook. Okay, yeah. Did I ever show it to you? No, you can. I, I need to show it to you because I was so. I'm like, this is not going to be available. I'm not going to get this page. It was the um, the the New Gods page, right, with uh, Tawny and uh, Kazar. Mm-hmm. Not Kazar. That's Marvel. Shit. What's the uh, what's the far future savage Kirby character? Oh, Earth. Nobody gives a damn. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Yes. So like it's that Kamandi. 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 Yes. And that's like that gorgeous. That's the neighboring country to Zamunda. <laughs> Does the light touch it? Is it? Is it? Is it the Lion Kings? Is it? No. That was coming to America. Oh shit! I haven't watched Coming to America since it came out. I think. Um, Is it down the street from Wakanda? Yes, there we go. See, see, you dropped the ball, Brian. He picks <laughs> That's it up. Fine, I'm fine with that. That's how this relationship works. I just drop the ball all the time. That's mm-hmm. how that works. Um, but no, no, that that like that art, it, it speaks to me. It stands out. It's really awesome. When I looked at those covers and they had like the multiple covers, yeah, I was like. No, I'm okay. Like I don't. I, a, I don't like the gimmick. B, I just don't need another Justice League book, especially because DC is now doing this thing where they're all out of continuity. Like no one book really has to correlate with anybody else. Um, and that's like a interesting sort of experiment because when DC relaunched with the New Fifty Two, everything was in lockstep. It was very yeah. Marvel style. It was very Marvel style from the nineties, mm-hmm. which I love that they have moved beyond. They don't have a house style. They're letting creators do their thing, tell their stories without continuity encumbering them. But it also makes it sort of confusing. But that book specifically, I've just heard, I've heard actually good things. I've heard the story about Rao and the sun, you know, uh, Krypton sun god showing up and versions of Superman from the multiverse. Like, yeah. being involved. like that, that actually kind of excites me. I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, no, but, it's a, a really cool story. I like okay. it. So um, what other DC? I mean, I will say. The speaking of Superman, the action comics by Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter is to me my favorite book, and especially 
the most recent issue, 42, where uh, depowered, sort of vulnerable Superman basically stands up and throws back at the police. Um, which, you know, obviously are trying to provoke him. If you read the story, it's not this, it's not just this, we hate the police. It's not that. The police are actively trying to get Superman to do something. It seems like that will expose him, make him the villain, yada, yada, yada. They push his buttons. The only Superman book I'm reading is Superman because okay. you, uh, there comes a point where even if, I get to read everything. Right. I don't have time well, to read everything. I, I would make the case that you should be reading this one. I because just, I read the Superman one with the, the uh, with Yang as the new creator, mm-hmm. the new writer, and with J.R. John Romita Jr., which it sets up why he's depowered. It sets up the oh. whole exposure thing. But this, the action comic stuff with, with Greg Pak, Greg has proven himself time and again as a writer. Uh, he did the World War Hulk He's doing the new, which is going to be interesting because it's not going to be um, Bruce Banner, the new Hulk, back to Marvel. Like totally his, awesome Hulk, totally awesome Hulk. His it's like Disney Mania, totally. <laughs> his action comics is amazing. It really is good. And and Cooter, like honestly, like I like <laughs> Cooter. Do we have like a morning zoo thing we can play when he? No. I, mean, I, want, like a, I want like a kazoo. I want a kazoo or something. Don't tempt me for the next episode. <laughs> um, no, Aaron Cooter is one of those um, Frank Quietly, like in that school. Uh huh. You know, Nick Batara. Uh, everything Chris- looks gorgeous, but everyone looks a little wonky. A little bit. And this guy looks like um, My Name is Earl. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, honestly, I really like Aaron Cooter's art. And I really um, I think the writing is stronger. But now I'm going to give Yang a chance because. He's done indie stuff. He's never done a big a creative project. I don't know who he is. He did, oh man, the Boxer's Rebellion book. Um, he did a Boxer's Rebellion book? Yes, it's really good. Do you have it? Uh, no, I think I read, I think I have it digitally or something. Oh, okay. But no, it's it tells both sides of the Boxer's Rebellion. I totally would read that. I think it's called Boxers and Saints. Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. But seriously, it's really good. And that's why I was excited about his Superman, but... When I read it, I was like, I don't, I don't think this is really Superman. Like it didn't, the voice was not consistent with what I think of Superman. Whereas Greg from action comics has kept it very grounded in, I am a, I'm a, I grew up in Smallville. I mean, he had Lana Lang as a huge part of his story pre-convergence and it was really good because it played off. Let's not say pre-post convergence because it really didn't give. Like no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Well, only it doesn't matter. That it changed. Like they, it didn't matter. No, they, it's they, literally they, they just, used it as an opportunity to say, you know what, tell different stories. No, no, they, they were going to do Batman, that anyway. Batman has it's, bunny ears. No, it's called. Here's the new wave. Well, right. Literally, sales. DC does it every year. They want to do it for it's sales. The new wave. I know. I know. I know. But but it's a it regardless it's it's a different take on Superman that I actually like but I like Pox version. Now let's talk about Bunny Ears Batman. 
Do you like? Well, that? no. Let's let's you let's backtrack finish, a little. You want to finish? To, okay. I hate John Romita Jr.'s art. Oh, why do it. we have to be negative though? No, it's no. Old here's school, the thing. It's it's Kirby esque. It's it's no. A thing. Every, you can't just say Kirby esque and make no. something palatable. But it is. You can't. You can't just say that, Brian. You can't just. I talk said it. Everything. I just said it. You can't say Hoovian and Kirby esque. I said both and think of that them. it's okay. It's not okay. You're every, a look, look. Let me tell You're you Kirby something. Esque. So the the issue where he gets drunk. They all the Justice League well, goes out for a night on the town. That was a be- and they get that drunk. was an X Men playing baseball. No, episode. let me let me tell you, the only reason why I could tell the difference between all the men on the Justice League Ugh. is because Cyborg yeah. is black. Oh, Aquaman is blonde. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. Superman and Batman both have different colored suits. You're, no, you're right. Once they went out, couldn't totally tell right. the difference. You're totally right. Like, but that's the watchtower looked like crap. You know, if you know, but if you want to, if you want to talk about like old school, if you look at Frank Avella stuff, Frank Avella stuff is reminiscent of that Kirby era. Like that really in, in the sense where it's detailed to a point, but the rest is very like broad. Does that make sense? Sure. Like if you're wide. Yeah. And if you look at that, that, to me, is reminiscent of a bygone era. John Romita Jr., everybody looks the same. Everybody looks the same. I can't disagree is with that you because you're, you're right. Or is that Lana Lang? You can't listen. tell the difference. You're can't not, tell the difference. You're not wrong. Um, but it, it, I just, I accept it, and I'm okay with it. But I agree with you. I, I do. Now, bunny-eared Batman. Bunny-eared Batman. Now, let me just tell you, when I read Divergence... Which, by the way, as far as the title goes, I was like, really? We didn't even try for that one. But, Free Comic Book Day, it's whatever. Trees, we live in a world where the only choice you have is your faction. We're going to show them what it means to be divergent. Which means dreaming your way out of problems. Yeah. Is that, that's, 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 that's pretty much what being divergent oh. is. Dreaming your way out of problems. It's, it's, it's like a very Morrison idea. But no, Divergence, the free comic book day thing, they introduced the bunny or Batman. They talked about that it's Jim Gordon, which, okay, that's fine. That's interesting. I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll go with that. But, um, I was really surprised. I really enjoyed, uh, Batman. It was good. It was very good. And I shouldn't be surprised. The same creative team. It's got Scott Snyder. And Greg Pulo, who have done an amazing job of Batman, but like, why do they have to shave the stash? Like they have not. And what I love is in Batgirl, they actually talk about that. Where like, like Barbara's like, I really miss the stash. Why did you get rid of it? Like, because you didn't need to. He's a hot daddy who's but only he could be 40, a hot daddy with who's a stash. only forty two. Whatever, which makes Barbara. Oh yeah, well, like. You know what? Uncomfortably I young. Mind, I don't mind them playing it fast and loose with ages. Like, I really Marvel's don't. done that for years. Yeah. Like, and so, like, I I like Gordon. Or I should say I like that first issue. I don't know if I like him as Batman yet. I, I think that they're going to play up, you know, him being a, a really great detective. Right. Maybe even the, not the world's greatest detective. No. But, That's you know. That's not like, what it's about. It's more about the. Um, Batman being I'm forced learning. to finally play by the rule. Right. I'm 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 a state and and company sponsored Batman. I'm playing by the rules, but I'm also trying to fill these shoes that are huge and you know the the whole Bruce Wayne, he's going to come back. I mean, it's 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 a matter of time like anything else. But it was really fun. And it actually is in spite of the bunny ears, 
I you really enjoyed about it. The bunny ears. The bunny ears are fine. They're antenna. They're antenna. Yes, they are antenna. And maybe they shouldn't have made that mech suit so big, so the shoes wouldn't be so big to fill. Mm. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Is that a button? Oh, we need we need buttons for these. We need buttons. The two new titles that I've really liked are very different, but the first one is Constantine the Hellblazer. May the series always rest in peace. Um, poor, poor, poor series. Uh, you know, it was a good series. It, it, it tried its best at NBC, just doesn't work for some things. Grim I love. Grim survived. Constantine did not. But it's like, it's the art is very different because when DC ended the Hellblazer series and went straight up Constantine, they went for that new 52 sort of like really. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. crisp clean look and when you read Constantine the Hellblazer number one it's very cartoony but it reads like old Hellblazer so like he's completely naked covered in blood in that first issue he's dicking people over and trying to dick over men which is great because they're going back to his whole like bisexual like sort of backstory where you know like he's just he is what he is and he likes what he likes and he's not apologetic and it's not a big deal and like i i like what they're doing i like how dark that first issue was and you know nothing against um the previous constantine series which i read a good portion of kind of fell out during like blight because blight was a mess but like i just i really think that it's, it's a cool strong book I think that, you know, it'll give the bisexuals something to rave about. <laughs> Not that they need anything, because here they are playing oh, yeah. the imitation of life, pretending like they're not sleeping with dudes or women if they're women. I see you bisexuals, and I name you what you are. Sons of bitches. Don't do not Wow. Throw that. That's a joke. Wait, wait, wait. You can keep that in. Wait, That's though. a joke. Wait, that's a, a second. Joke. <laughs> I'm a gold star gay, are you? Shut. No, I'm so not. So Wait. I'm just being clear here. You, at one point, would have been, maybe still are considered a bisexual. I am, no. I do not consider myself bisexual. Okay. I think that I'm a strong eight on a Kinsey scale. Okay. 
and the the nine and the ten are only because every once in a while you get drunk and you make out with girls. Doesn't mean well, that making I find out it, does that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I mean, I, but I, no, I lost no, my I've gold star. Actually, I've, I've never really, done that either. I lost my gold star. I'm like a triple gold star. You've never made out with a girl? No. Yeah. Wow. How, literally, how do you know if you don't like it unless you try? Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I will say about Constantine, which I really loved. James Tinian, I, I talked to at Heroes, and I did not realize he was gay or bisexual. Is he? Yes. No, he is. In I fact, is he cute? Uh, uh-oh. He's a little bearish, but without the beard. But I, you know, he's he's not bad. Like, listen, Memetics is one of his books. Like, he got a Glad Award for for a very strong gay character. Not that that means you're gay, because you know other people we know have done that. And like Greg Rucka, he's not gay. But Tinian talked about. We we talked for a few minutes about his coming out story and how he thinks that would be an interesting story. But it's sort of like everybody's story. Like, it's very nothing different. So he was like, well, I don't want to tell that because it's not new. It's not different. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not shocked then seeing him throw this big, bearish, burly guy via Ming Doyle at Constantine. Like, like that makes a lot more sense now. And so I, I really enjoyed that first issue as, as well. Like, it felt like a return to... And Constantine has always been just a flirt with everybody. Let's be honest. He's not... He's not gay. He's not straight. He's not bi. He's whatever. He's 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 like the Captain Jack of the magic world. Okay, he'll do whatever. Demon. I mean, in the book, in the first issue, he yes, yeah. he he's pansexual. He has sex with the demon. It's whatever. But like, what really struck me in that art that that first issue was that uh, sideways view of the different levels of hell. Oh, that was gorgeous. Like, I love that the burly bartender restaurant owner was like a thing. But then when I was like, this is really cool, was this 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 different storytelling thing. Well, you don't see very often. And Ming Doyle, like, pretty strong art. Like, I have not, like, I've seen her at shows and I knew of her, but I never had seen, like, anything specific. And I was like, this is great. This is really good. So I, I and I love the show. The TV show was great. It definitely borrows some elements from it, and it may not be that same Vertigo uh, Constantine people really like, the Hellblazer stuff, but honestly, it's I think it's stronger than when they brought it out into uh, the New 52. I do want to talk about my favorite New fi- not New 52, the New DC uh, relaunch. I want to talk about Midnighter. Steve Orlando has taken a character that I used to really really love because he was the gay Batman. I mean, let's be honest. He's the gay Batman. Uh, back in Warren Ellis's authority era, uh, then later uh, Mark Miller, Mark Millar, I never say his name right. Like, he has been consistently the gay Batman with Apollo, sort of the gay Superman archetype. And they decided after bringing him into the DC stuff, sort of through Stormwatch, that they were going to break him up. So Batman, Superman, they get they get divorced or they get separated. And they have Midnighter showing up in Dick Grayson's book called Grayson, flirting with Dick Grayson, which is hilarious, by the way. Because, again, gay Batman flirting with Robin. You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve Orlando took this book over, or like started relaunched this book with DC. Two issues in, it is exactly the gay superhero book that is A, believable, B, exactly what I want, and see very true to all the character beats that they've done previously. I would say that. 
I now, would say that. Now, the art is a little different because from issue one, it changes to issue two. And issue one was really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akko, I believe his name is, ACO. Like, really different style. Like, I loved it. Issue two, Morgan uh, takes over, and it's it's different. It's not bad. It's certainly it's not, not bad, bad, but it's different, and you notice it's different. Mm-hmm. The storytelling is different. The, the art style is different. But, again, the story beats are very similar. It is a gay man using Grinder Growler, Scruff, whatever. It's some app. And meeting guys. Assets. <laughs> yeah. What? He calls them assets. Yeah, he does. You're right. I didn't think about that, but you're right. And it's... But he, but he's he's like old fashioned too. He's not like hooking up with them. He's going on dates. No, which is which is cute. And then like he purposely goes to Russia so he can beat up people. Like it and to show off for his asset. Yeah, no, you're right. But I mean, it's it's like the the Midnighter idea is like he he knows like the minimal what what is his superpower? He like knows exactly what he needs to do. He's got the brain of computer. Right. He's sage. Yeah, um, it, it's he. I swear to God, though, if they keep talking about the way his mind works, like tactile kinesis, I'm oh, just well, not. Yeah. I'm but not gonna. He has like the gift to look at a fight and go, "I know exactly how I need to beat you." Like I know the optimal path to victory. Mm-hmm. Like that is like an explainable sort of thing. Like that's a neat power. It's sort of like Batman. Batman always knows. Oh, I need. I know how I need to defeat this person because he's the the. The world's greatest detective and all that. But anyway, Steve Orlando's doing a great job of Midnighter. I really am enjoying it. Uh, I just want the art to stabilize. I want to know what the style is going to be, and I think I'll enjoy it even more. Uh, what else is DC doing that's great? I don't know. Uh, I, like the first, I, I like the first is- issue of Martian Manhunter. I heard that was really good. That was very really good. Um, Robbie Williams? I think it? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Doctor Who as well. Mm, it's the best solo Martian Manhunter book you've ever read. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's the only solo Martian Manhunter book you've ever read. But it's re- it's really good. It's They they tweak his origin story so he's not just the sole survivor of Mars. Um, he's actually a weapon set here to, like, a, as a vanguard for an invasion. It's a pretty big retcon to his origin. Well, yeah, but, like, all that stuff is sort of, like, I, I guess that, ex- you know, it explains why in the New 52 he's been such a dick. Oh, because very, you know, yeah, 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 like he's not here to to hold your hand, like he's just decided to help, and it's, um, it's cool. I like it. Um, I really hope that they go into some of the, um, Stormwatch stuff that we were promised that was going to be really big, and if it just turned out to be Trinity War, I'm gonna be very upset. Um, pretty much. But yeah, that was really cool. Black Canary was sweet. I've heard that was really good too. Yeah. That's the same people who did, or it's the same as it's in the same universe or world of the um, Batgirl, Batgirl book, mm-hmm. Batgirl from Burnsides. Yeah, and it it it, it gives you a Spider Gwen esque take where you know Dinah's the front person in this like female rock band, and they're always getting into fights because surprise, they call themselves the Black Canary, and she's Black Canary, right? No, I mean, it actually really sounds good, and it sort of, like, reminds me of the Scott Pilgrim sort yeah. of this thing. No, it's cool. And I like the art, because it, it's, um... It's not Babs who does uh, no, Batgirl. No, it's not. It is... Oh, that's gonna haunt me. Because, like, when I say it, it totally makes sense. Right. It's well, who, who else... What else is good at DC right now? Um, I hate Wonder Woman. 
Oh, you don't like her new outfit with the V for vagina? I, you know what? The Finches can rot. And I'm sorry, I'm sure you're both nice people. And you as creators in charge of a book have license to write whatever you want. I don't, I am not saying that your book doesn't deserve to get made. I am saying that you should be ashamed of yourselves. And Brian Azarel, I shouldn't, I'm not saying all of that. I'm being, I'm being hyperbolic. I just, it's just not grabbing me. It's not grabbing me. I don't like the, the decisions that they've made with her character. Um, and I, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that they think they're being really true to the character. Uh huh. But after that phenomenal run, I just find it muling. So it's Annie Wu from Hawkeye. Thank you. She did Thank the you. Hawkeye. We're talking about uh, Black Canary. She did the Hawkeye issues that were with uh, Kate. Kate, yes. That's actually really good. I, I, I didn't realize that was her. I love her stuff. Um, what else is DC doing? I don't know. They're still, they're Prez, they relaunched. I didn't read that. I heard that was interesting. That's um, all right. God, I don't know. There was, there was another book. Oh, We Are Robin. Out. We Are Robin. That was cool. Yeah. I like We Are Robin. Yeah. Uh, where the youth of Gotham have had enough and the disenfranchised has risen up. We are the 1% that decide to be the 99%. We are Robin. Now, Robert Venditti is still on Green Lantern. And evidently, from what he told me at Heroes... He is doing some interesting things that they have not done with Green Lantern in a while, which is basically taking all of the the Oa, the Guardians, the Rings, all of that is gone or or at least shunted off. And Green Lantern is basically like this sort of wanderer, like he's on the run, he's got a hoodie, he's got the Krona power gauntlet. Power glove. Yeah, power glove. He's Captain Nintendo. That's that's great. No, and that's not a pop. Like, no, no, no. It's, no. it's an it's, interesting it's a story. Thing. But it's, it's, he's going to bring back Relic, who is one of my favorite of his characters. I really like Relic. I, I do too. And they're going to have like a team up. But they've shunted off all the, the, the actual Guardians, the actual Green Lantern Corps, I should say, off into their own little pocket universe thing. Doing something. And Guy Gardner has, you know, a, a Green Lantern ring and a Red Lantern ring. Both. And he's, he's duking it out. He's dual fisting. That's a whole other thing. He's mm, what? No, you bears. What? Listen, I, yeah. bears. That has nothing to do with it. That's the leather community. That's the leather. not the bears. <laughs> um, Same diff from what I've always seen. Mm. There's, there's definitely an. There's a lot of crossover, there. but there's a whole big crossover. Um, so, any other DC? That's probably that's probably enough good that's, DC that's stuff. Much, Doc yeah. Shaner was the artist I was mentioning who did the Shazam crossover during Convergence. Oh, okay. If you have a chance, and those issues are on sale at your LCS, mm-hmm. seriously, they're amazing. Really good. Um, Before you go on anything more, what do you guys think of the... You touched on some of the redesigns, but what about the other new designs for Aquaman? Oh, and his, oh, his, his codpiece? That is magic. I don't even understand it's why. It's a codpiece. Well... No, it's not. It shows his It's top. a goddamn belt with a freaking penis outline. It, 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 it outlines his penis. It's amazing. Not even. It doesn't even outline it. It's like an erect penis like on his lower abdomen. I, I, I feel like I've missed an issue. The, the issue before Convergence where it kind of tied up Aquaman 
or they just did this jump because they did a jump from like, oh, okay, here we are. And um, yeah, he's teleporting and he's got ice powers and um, oh, all right then. And, and he's shown his jump. Is it still Jeff Parker writing it? Yeah. Oh. So like you know, and his his Aquaman running. Yeah, Jeff. Like, like yeah. I really like his stuff a lot. I mean, again, he did the Shazam for stuff, but I mean, he did Aquaman previously, and he had a good run. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's I don't know. Um, the Lex Luthor redesign. Any thoughts? Wait, 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 wait. Who? Lex Luthor. Well, they didn't redesign him. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. He got redesigned. Cyborg got redesigned. Cyborg, like they explained, like his whatever. His body's like, growing back. Yeah, his body's growing back. But what did they do with Lex Luthor? He's Victor uh, La Mancha. Who? From Runaways. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. Well, what did yeah, they do? They, with Lex? I don't know. They gave him some like '90s neon, like purple and. The nineties are back. Did you Apparently not see so. the wow. Saved by the Bell, Bell graphic novel that they did? Oh, they did a save. That was yeah. off. It I was never bad. Did it, that was like wow. it's probably Dustin Diamond trying to raise bail money, but you can't bond out of jail for attempted murder. Oh my God, Kelly Kapowski, you had your second child. Here's a Saved by the Bell graphic novel to commemorate the uh, the birth of your second child. Now oh, she had a second baby. I, I had no idea. <laughs> she did. Yeah. I, I was I was a little older, so I didn't follow that at all. Was... So you were you got in at the college years? Maybe. Didn't you watch Good Morning Miss Bliss? No. <laughs> I had stopped watching. It's Haley Mills. I love Haley Mills. Um oh, I did not know. Okay. Before we start yeah. on the bigger titles, Archie is about to relaunch. Yes. Uh that's happening. Uh, if this goes out Friday, then it will have happened two days prior. Oh, it's this week? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so I'm excited about that. That's very um, Especially because I read the 666, 666 issue. Mm-hmm. A very uh, fortuitous number that they stopped on. But, yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, Dan Parent, I love him. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which... Uh-huh. Sabrina, mm-hmm. uh, the full story, like the full titles, The Chilling uh, Tales of Sabrina, right. has been phenomenal. And even though it's yeah. slow as fuck, oh, yeah. very, every, every issue, four months, it comes yeah, out? every yeah. issue is better than the last. It's really good. And I, I really love that book. It's my favorite. You like Miss Satan. You know what? She's pretty awesome. She's pretty awesome. She's pretty awesome. And you hate her because she's an evil bitch. But you love her because she's an evil bitch. Yeah, and I like yeah. seeing old school scary witches. Yeah, who, no, she is you know, scary. It's like when you have Norman the main character basically becoming the bride of Satan as part of her upbringing. Yeah. You have to make the villain a little bit more amped up and yeah. scary, which is which is fine. Yeah. Like I, it's just I think the art is gorgeous. The I art think the is storytelling amazing. is smart. It's and like creepy. you were saying, old throwback sort of mm-hmm. art, like Frank Avia. It's very much in that same vein. I think it's Heck is the guy's name, mm-hmm. and it just. It's like you're reading a EIC uh, comic. It's really old school. I just really, really wish their school. production was yeah, a little faster. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, weird. when we had Dan Parent here in Orlando for from Agricon, and then we had him for it's the very nice meeting. Orlando Gay he's Geeks very Group. Handsome. He is very handsome, and he's really sweet. Like I was so happy how he had such a good time, even though it was it was it was it the was worst well received. Publicist. I know. I know. Ever. Listen, it was a very intimate, intimate, and oh, but fulfilling he experience. Had, he had a lovely time, and we were talking about different projects he's doing coming up. What he did tell me, which is really interesting, is that um, Archie is a very small company. It's not like they make this staple of 
grocery stores every I don't know month whatever it comes out like this the digest version is their bread and butter but they are still a very small group that makes this and yeah. then they make the new books coming out and like he was talking about how everybody knows everybody they're all trying to do good stuff it was really, really kind of cool to see sort of inside baseball of the Archie, yeah, Archie versus business. Predator has been funny it's been ridiculous um, and Sharknado finally... was coming that's yeah in fact he told me about yeah. that and I was like He's like, I can't tell anybody. I was like, well, what are you going to do? Sharknado. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's different. And it's like, a one I, shot. It's a one shot. He's doing it because uh, Ruiz is doing um, Predator mm-hmm. uh, with Dark Horse. Uh, but I, I didn't. I was just like, really? Sharknado? He's like, no, no, no. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's ridiculous. And we know it's they know it's ridiculous. They're not doing this as a just rampant like grab for publicity yeah. they think it's ridiculous they think it's fun and based on the predator stuff it's it is a lot of fun also i need i need archie to print more volumes of afterlife with archie number one not for me oh that book's amazing volume I one just needs book. we're just it's just out of print anyway yeah. um well, i just want to trade right trade's out it's gone out of print oh um, but you know that that's all Digital? i want to say no. archie has been you know surprising everyone and it's mm-hmm. It's doing really well. Yay, Archie. Now, I will mention uh, a couple other publishers. We'll, of course, talk about Image. Image is, like, right now putting out a new number one every week. It's ridiculous. Um, my favorite, one of my favorites, and I didn't think I would really like this, Chip Zdarsky from Sex Criminals and Kagan McLeod from Kung Fu something something, which is also really fun. I looked through it, and I need to get a copy of it. Um, he's doing a book. They're doing a book called Captara. Have Space. You... Why you got to be like that? Exactly. My favorite, though, is issue three. As I'm pulling it off the plastic that it's stuck to, there is a shape shifting wizard involved who's naked. Because if he's shape shifting, guess what? Clothes don't shape shift with you. So his beard is his constant sort of thing. And if you look at the art, like the art is ridiculous. It's fun, kinetic, and it is like. It's kind of ridiculous. I love it. There is a, a panel, and it's like a nine-panel grid. One of the characters, I don't know his name, but he's like this, this, the alien. He's got the long hair. Mm-hmm. He says something like, uh, they're, they're, they're dealing with a bunch of these trolls that are like all uh, basically like a Smurf pastiche. They're like all male. Yeah. They're sexual, but they don't have anything to really, they have no outlet. And he's like, yes, of course. Straight trolls inspired to arouse other straight trolls. Ha ha. Your oppression is adorable. Yeah. Like, making fun of the fact that the main character of the book is gay. And the whole, like, they don't understand why the gay guy doesn't understand why they're all... Like, they're they're basically drawing pictures of female trolls to get each other off. And it's it's this whole great interchange. And I when I read that uh, very recently, this is the third issue. It's only been out for a little bit. Like, I laughed. I really, really thought, you know what? Hey, I love Chip Zdarsky. He's an amazing, delightful man. And, like, this is a lot of a fun book. Yeah. He's alien romp. Like, it's not meant to be serious. No, his his stuff works really well for those who like the inane. Oh, it's totally, like, it's totally ridiculous. But it's, it's like if you took John Carter of Mars and mixed in, like, sex criminals or some other crazy sex romp. Like it's got that. Yeah. It's, it's it's minimally sexual, but like it's 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 adult. Certainly, I wouldn't give it to a child. Now, the other book I was really happy about from Image that Oral recommended to me, and I didn't pick it up at the time. 
Nope. Because Oral, even though he recommends me stuff, sometimes I just go, you just want to sell books, honey. I understand. Not to you. I know, I know. I not should, to I you. I know this. I know. And not to any of the other A Comic Shop exactly. listeners. I don't want to sell my, books. My name means a lot to me. No, it does. And I should have taken it word on it. It does mean a lot to you. Yes, it does. Because I read Star from Brian Wood and Dan Nigel Zazelj. I can't say his name. Dave God bless Stewart, you. Colors, I know. Like, Starve is ridiculous mm-hmm. because not only does it mix in the 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 sort of near future the rich control everything yada yada but it mixes in competitive uh like iron chef style yep reality show cooking which because of pat i have become a huge fan of shows like chopped Chopped is everything. Cutthroat Kitchen is our staple. It's also everything. Uh, Iron Chef, I love prior to that, but I mean, it, it resurged my love for Iron Chef. Like, if you like any of the above, Starve is exactly what you need to read. It's amazing. It's so good. And they only have one issue. Yeah. One issue, you get the whole world set out for you. You understand what the deal is. And he's basically Anthony Bourdain as a gay man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Surviving in this competitive cooking world where they have to cook dog. Yep, because and you didn't listen to me because you thought I was a money grabbing hoe. No, that is not why I thought. That's Hon- what I heard. Honestly, the trade isn't dra- that what he said, the, listeners? Well, he knows that you're a money grabbing hoe. Well, well, yes. <laughs> the cover, the cover is what did it for me. I saw this cover, and I don't know who the cover art, but it is very like I'm a cannibal. I'm licking my knife. I'm scary looking. I was like, I don't want to read a book about cannibals. That's what I took from this. Yet he will watch Hannibal. I will watch Hannibal. It's true. Because Hannibal is not a cannibal. You just invalidated your own... <laughs> Hannibal is not a cannibal. He eats people lower than him because he is the predator. That's all I'm saying. We talked about this when you weren't here. Does he have infrared sight and can he click? Does he click when he does it? Oh, no, 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 not that predator. Not he's, that predator? He's a predator. He's is, he a, is he on the Orlando Predators? Oh, maybe. That'd be kind of a fun Hannibal adventure. Anyway, I do... I Listen, I'm saying this because I, I absolutely should have listened to you and I the next week I bought it. Oral was right. Oral was right. We'll get those t-shirts made next week. There Thank we you. There we go. Can we get you with the, the, the thing, like the X on No, your face we'll now? get the, uh, you'll get the, the Wanda, the Wanda headpiece. The Wanda headpiece. Yeah. The beaded headpiece. Mm-hmm. But no, Starve is, Starve, and, and Brian Wood, like he's done some really good stuff. Pretty much everything he's done has been really strong. And oh. this is no exception. So I'm happy with it. What other image books do you like? Um, I have been loving the Wicked and Divine. Oh, I'm I am behind two issues. And it's you, I, Jesus, me. I know because I bought Christ. a new one the other day, and I'm like, oh shit! You, I the one, one thing that I, I told one. you to read I, I know, I know, I know. were the last two issues. I know, I know. The issue that ended the second story arc yeah, yeah, yeah. did some dramatic I things, heard. which we can't talk about. I know, I know. And you know, I'm gonna this, read it. Issue that just came out after volume two, pick it up at your local comic book store that's mm-hmm. called a comic shop. Mm-hmm. And like if you're in Orlando. <sighs> even if you're I, not. Come to you. Orlando. Thank you. Exactly. But now I can't even talk about how great it is. You can talk about it. That's fine. So Yeah, go. Leave. No, I have heard <laughs> I've already been spoiled, so it's okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So do you know who the final god was? Oh, I didn't hear that. There we go. 
So we figure out who the final god is. You're not reading it, are you? I haven't. Well, no. you know what? What the fuck am I supposed to talk? <laughs> you know, god you can damn. tell me about it. Okay. I, so we met. We met the artists. Yeah, and the creators at Heroes mm-hmm. Con last year. Here, like McKelvey does gorgeous things. He's about to do phonogram the immaterial girl. I've been looking forward to it. You know, since the day I figured it out, but I uh, figured out it was coming. So all this time we've been following this one girl who's like a super fan of all of these gods, but she's, she's smart and she gets, you know, embroiled into all of this chaos and confusion. And, um, she plays this integral part and she finally gets what she wants because, you know, everyone aspires to be that star sensation. Um, and she finds out that she's one of the pantheon. Um, and then, Literally, like, she has that moment where she gets everything she wants. She knows that in two and a half years, she's going to be dead, and they kill her, like, the next panel. Yes. So wow. they build up this character. Um, but, and there's a there's a twist to it that may happen, may not, but you don't know. And then this whole uh, third story arc is called Commercial Suicide. And what they're doing is um, they're trying to tell like a spotlight story every issue on some of the Pantheon. And in doing so, because McKelvey's doing the next phonogram, which is, you know, you know, his art is very detailed. He can't do much of other things. There are guest artists. And so every issue is going to be a guest artist. There's an issue that they haven't told us who the guest artist is because it's supposed to be really different and something that we haven't seen before. Um, but uh Tua Lote is going to be the one after. Um it's it's really they're they're playing with their formula and seeing what it what will happen. Hence commercial commercial series. They're doing this with Divine uh Wicked and Divine, yeah. Nice. That's good. No, and I love Phonogram. I'm very excited they're doing more Phonogram. But this book has always been sort of their own passion project. Mm-hmm. And like it's yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. And they, they got it picked up for a, a TV series, I believe. Yeah, it's coming. So that's ridiculous. I can't imagine what that'll be like. I mean, it could be amazing. It could be great. It could transcend what they're doing. Like, yeah, this is, I'm excited. I, I'm very excited. Um, So another great book that I didn't expect was Jupiter's Circle. Teen scene? Teen Oh, Jesus. So Jupiter's Legacy... Uh, Mark Millar and uh, Frank Quitely. Gorgeous art. Came out once every never. Very infrequent. Because Frank Quitely's, you know, slow. But great. Meticulous. Meticulous. Oh, my God. He's meticulous. But it's slow. And so they... And even though Mark Millar is a great writer, he's a pompous ass. Oh, totally. So, but, but Jupiter's Circle is hilarious because the first two issues were about a gay, closeted having sex with Rock Hudson and whoever else in Hollywood as a superhero, that was great. Two-issue arc, really good. And J. Edgar Hoover was involved. Mm-hmm. It was great. Then the second two-issue, another character who, what, like, leaves his wife for a younger woman mm-hmm. who has superpowers or doesn't? No, no she no. doesn't. That's right, she doesn't. But then the second issue, I just read that today, and I was like, oh, yep, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's one way to end it. Yep. Like, not the way you think it's going to end. In fact, we're watching Reba, the, the, the sitcom from the... And I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is... 
This is really side note. You know, I actually did like that show when it was on WB eighteen. WBB eighteen. I I actually watched that back then. That's now the CW, y'all. Well, WB and UPN. Yeah, merged together. They needed to. It was was rough. But um, Jupiter's Circle. um, Wilfredo Torres again, amazing, clean line, very. Very sort of classic, sort of like look. Great art. The second arc, David uh, Gian Felice. Felice? I'm not sure. Like, again, great. I have a shirt that says Bye Felicia. It's been airbrushed. <laughs> Do you really? Mm-hmm. When did you get that? Uh, I went, okay, random side note. Random Let's side derail. Note. Mm-hmm. So I uh, know someone who just had his divorce finalized. Oh. Um, he was put through a lot, including a vasectomy. What? And she That's cheated. That's part of a divorce? No. no. And she cheated. <laughs> oh. And so, never piss off an artistic person. Oh. Because when I tell you he photoshopped her face on everything from, and his face too, as a South Park character, I had a cheating wife and she's gone. Or her face on a wrecking ball like literally huge, massive, flat screen plasma like size TV. Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. Oh no. It was insane. And he airbrushed every shirt that everyone got who came to that party because he called his divorce party a by Felicia party. Wow. <laughs> I'm wearing that shirt. That shirt is gorgeous. No, that's great. And the Bye Felicia thing has been interesting because it's like, I think we're past peak Bye Felicia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we're now no. down here. But how long ago is this? I'm just curious. Like, was it recent or? Oh, yeah, it was very recent. Oh, okay. But they're straight, so it's fine. Oh, well. So, I mean, when Keith Olbermann is it's saying the, Bye Felicia all the damn time on the show, I'm like, like we've, we've hit pie, uh, peak Bye Felicia. But I really hope that picked up. Because, like, I want you to understand that we normally don't get this, these amazing storms here. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, we live in the lightning capital well, of the world. I don't get experience because I'm in a freaking, like, bubble at work. So I don't hear any of it. But, like, there's, like. But you've lived four. here. You go to sleep. You've driven in it. Your statement makes. No- anyway, I talk pull about over to the side of the road. I don't oh, you're my, one of those pussy ass bitches. I don't put my lights on like I used to. I should have used to do that. But one more book. I want to talk about Airboy. Did you read Airboy number two? Uh, no, but I read the controversy. Me too. So, Airboy number one, uh, James Robinson, we talked about earlier, and uh, Hinkle, Robert Hinkle, I believe. Yes. They didn't just make a book about this classic golden age Airboy character. They decided, no, we're going to make a book about adapting this golden age character for Image. So it is very much a autobiographical with, I'm sure, some embellishment. embellishment. But the first issue has full-on dick, multiple shots, very uh, generous. I mean, I don't know these men's endowment, but I would assume very generous endowments uh, artistically. Uh, But the second issue had a bit of a controversy. Would you like to discuss this? Yeah, so... We should mention it. We, we We would be doing our audience a disservice if we did not bring it up. So, apparently what happened was... Um... The three characters, Airboy and, you know, the creators, the creators yeah. are in a club 
and they are serviced by transgendered individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, And and sometimes they use the word trans, Mm -hmm. but they really just call them tranny hookers. That's pretty much what it boiled down to. And I don't know if you know this, but there's something called Twitter (laughs) and Tumblr. Tumblr, Tell us about these things. And they will drag you. Into the mud. No, no. They will drag you through the streets (laughs) into broken glass over acid and salt water. Into into battle world with Furiosa. You're really bad at this. No, like and it's precious. I feel like Tumblr is such a wilderness of angst that there are times where things get dragged into that just yeah, but what I will say is he, Robinson did something um, that we've seen really smart people do. Mm-hmm. One of those people not being Justin Bieber, uh. one of those people being Jonah Hill, where you say what you you know this was my intent, this was not my intent. Mm-hmm. I apologize. You talk about the issues that the community that you have offended face um you say how you are not that person how you will endeavor to be a better person and you literally prostrate yourself yeah you know in the stocks yeah until the rocks and the rotten fruit have stopped and then you go about your business and 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 to that point i think it's it's really smart um well it's not just smart it's real because like James Robinson, it, it kind of reminded me of the RuPaul. Uh, ooh, girl, you got she mail. You're like, doing it wrong. If we're, ooh, ooh girl, girl, you, you got, got she mail. Thank you. It reminded me of that because Robinson has been an al- a queer ally, and for 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 like 15 years. And the L G B Q T I T I E I O. Yeah, exactly. T I is part of it now. Damn it! He went to jail. Do you know what? From now on, what you your you're straight man is even bad. No, oh god, who's Ti? Oh, Texas Instruments. That's what I think of Ti. Oh. I'm a programmer for God's sakes. This is my trade. Listen, I always want to say James. You Robinson. let him sleep with you at night and touch you. <laughs> who's Ti? I don't know. I don't He's know. a rapper. Oh. Why would I, I? I mean, I'm not a hip hop guy. I just don't listen. to Neither it. am I, really. Well, but no, I don't I'm like Ti, but I know who he yeah, is. I didn't know who he is. All right, but no, I want to say James Robinson. I actually want to say this. We all here, we here at Flame On have said those words, hot tranny mess. We've said hot tranny hookers. Like we have talked about the trans community in specific instances. That I've we've never dealt said with. hot tranny mess. I will go back and pull tape. Yes, and all you're here <laughs> is yourself. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is we have nothing but love for in fact last night I will I will say this last night oh, we were at the we, go. we're we were at the, the ladies the club. And gentlemen literally if we could have a visual of a countdown <laughs> for when Brian puts his foot in his mouth. <laughs> it's I, a I, big we, foot too. Okay, listen. I have a listen, I we I had a moment. I really had a moment where I'm sitting there watching a door and I'm seeing the people who are at the club a, a who door, are Delano a, okay. from Lupro RuPaul. And 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 I felt this this moment where I'm like, 
there is a portion of the trans community who absolutely that's their identity and that's their thing. And that's great. I love that. I've talked about this to other people. I've tried to explain this, why it's an issue, all that. But then I also felt like there was a moment where I was like, there are people who do trans, like they do gender queer, they do gender fluid, because it is that that is the way they express themselves. That is their that is their punk, that is their art, that is their self expression. And I was like, this is also really cool. Like I really had a moment where I was like, I get it. I think this is amazing. I'm really happy for them. But like I have no ill will towards them when I say the word tranny because I don't have a negative connotation with that. I really don't. I have trans friends. We have drag queen friends. We have all the spectrum of friends and people we know and we deal with. And it's it's not a negative. So I don't think Robinson, as much as he is being maligned, had a negative when he called it that. In fact, he has said in his letter, which I, we posted on Flame On on the, fame, on the Facebook page, like he was talking from a place of moral <laughs> reprehension. He write, he wrote all this about himself when he was in a really bad place. And so he wanted to really play up the negative about the way he saw things, the way he felt about things. And so I'm really proud that he, he came out and had a, a great letter. A great mea culpa. If you're going to write a mea culpa, look at James Robinson's mea culpa because he did it right. But he has written gay characters in his mainstream DC works since Starman in the 90s. Like, he is an ally. You know, that's where I'm saying, why do we attack our own? Why do we attack RuPaul? Why do we attack people who are allies for making a turn of phrase where that's not, they don't mean to be negative. They don't mean to be destructive. They're just making a joke. That's where I'm, I'm trying to come to a place where I understand why we get so bent out of shape and why we shame them publicly. When the people we should be shaming publicly are the Republicans and the people who are holding back our gender rights. Like that's the ones I absolutely give you full support and, and yes, attack them. But why do we hurt our own? That's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. I don't mean to be prepared to sink your battleship, <laughs> but that's what's going to happen. And, and let's not talk about Republicans like they're carte blanche, carte blanche all bad. No, of course not. I'm a Republican. <clears throat> I'm a registered Republican still to this day. I don't what? vote for I don't vote I've been for drinking him. out of your cups. <laughs> I don't vote for him, but I am a registered to this day. You didn't realize all of his cups were red? Oh, my well, God. Actually, oh, my God. orange. <laughs> I gave you an orange cup. So um, I, am, I don't vote for him because I don't agree with him. But it's like what I, don't what I will say is this. Um, when you are not a part of a community mm -hmm. um, and you haven't experienced the, the specific trials and tribulations, because everyone has trials and tribulations. Absolutely. But when you have not live through the specific issues of walking out of your door and necessary being a target of ire to the extent that, you know, the, the transgendered community or, you know, the, you know, minority of colored community. I didn't say colored. I'm sorry. My tongue popped. Um, it is, it is very different. Okay. And, you know, it's it's not a sort of we exclude everybody. And I'm saying we as the, you know, the general idea. Uh, and, you know, I am a minority. I am a minority within a minority. It's, you know, it's like when people 
and I don't even use this word in my everyday like vernacular, but when people say the word nigger, like mm-hmm. it's, you know, black people can say it to each other because sure. it's, it's more about like reappropriating a word sure, absolutely. At, at times. Sure. And, you know, there are some people and, you know, there are days where, you know, even like my black friends, like I don't want to be called that word. It's just, it's, you know, it's a part of my history. It's a part of my culture. Take it it's back. A, yeah. It. Yeah, absolutely. And and you guys are my friends, but if you were to ever say that word to me, sure. I would cuss you uptown and downtown Absolutely. and storm out. Sure. Uh, and then I'd probably slash your tires. But And it's it's just different. Just don't like, clean my car. You know, like, and I probably told you this story before when, you know, I was in class and we were talking about Huck Finn as a racist text. And someone said, well, I don't understand how you can see this as a racist text right. when you're talking about it in an elevated settings such as a classroom and i'm just like you know like how do i convey this to other people right and i lean over to my my friend rochelle and i'm like i'm really sorry for what i'm about to do and then i just scream cunt at the top of my lungs really smacking my hands on the table looking directly at this girl who said i don't understand right and you know everyone was really quiet and i'm just like that word makes you uncomfortable sure it literally guts you to your core especially when someone who isn't of your particular subset not to make it sound so clinical or like no no, i get you you're a tribe yeah yeah, when someone says that like i you know it's like when someone says i am not a racist i have you know black friends right or like you know latino friends like stephen colbert he's like i have a black friend he puts yeah Yeah, like you know they are not your defense like language is you know words mean things sure i listen to the read and like i totally agree the read if you if you want to listen to some black queens talk about random shit high and drunk and like really smart yeah um kind of like social commentary i would suggest listening to the read but words mean things and words mean things, you know, like if I say a word and you say the same word, right? depending on who we are and right. what we look like, they can mean completely different Absolutely. things. No, I get and that. that's what I think is the issue. It's it's like when Rick Remender, you know, in Uncanny Avengers said M word yeah. and then there was this big backlash and he took offense to it. Right. And, you know, while I... I I admire him as a writer and I can understand where he's coming from. I don't think he gets it. Sure. And, and that's where I think people were coming from. You may think you do, but you don't. And it's not that we use, you know, we as minorities use that as an excuse because, you know, surprise, surprise, you guys are a minority too. Right. Yeah. I mean, Pat, you may, you may, Pass for white, but bitch, I tasted your empanadas and they good. They are. They're really you know, good. you know, and you know, Brian. No offense, but when you and I open our mouths, people know that dicks have been in and out of it. Wait, you know, <laughs> for, what? You know, what are you talking about? For decades yes. at this point, decades for you, only ten years for me. <gasps> um, you hussy. So call me out. You know, like I, it, it's a touchy subject. I, get, and I, I take your point. Yeah, I, I totally take your point. And I, and I, and this is the thing, I am a white privileged male. I don't get as much of the perception that I am trying to understand because again, I don't want to be that person that says the N word or says the T word or, or the F word for that matter and be 
so cavalier about it that I don't appreciate the, the charged nature of yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I will say is that you allies are great. My friends are allies. They stand with me. They are not me. Right. And Does I that, that make sense? Oh, and I totally get that too. I guess I just, I see that words have power, that we give them power. And I kind of stand by a little bit of what RuPaul said when she came out against the whole tranny, and again, I say the word cavalierly. Tranny gate. To tranny gate, just to talk about the, the, the incident. And I say that RuPaul, if you put it in context, you know, I studied English literature. I mean, you, you and I have yeah. a similar background, at least in part. We studied, you know, feminism and new historicism and all these different. Yeah, no, I get it. And and, and, like, right, we we have to place it in the context of what it was said. And again, when RuPaul says, "Oh, girl, you got shemale," and then does the whole, you know, shemale, the whole the, the the game that they did, she was not coming at it from a place of hate. She was not coming at it from a place of. I want to put you down as something other than what you are. She was doing it as a, a comedian, as an artist. No, and what I've and and I have never said people don't have the right to say what they want to right, say. Yeah, yeah. That's never what I said. No, no, of course. But if you're going to say what you want to say, there are consequences to it, and it's hit me too. Yeah. I've said some pretty. I said a touch of the downs. You a touch fact, of yes, the downs. <laughs> You know, like, which I'm, and you know what I would say, you know, I know people who are on the scale for, you know, autism um, and Asperger's. Mm -hmm. Like, I know people who have been touched by that. Mm -hmm. I don't use that as a defense to say, well, you know, my, one of my best friend's brother has Asperger's. No, I said this. Mm -hmm. This is what I said. If I am wrong, I apologize. Yeah. If I've offended you, I apologize. Well, right, exactly. And it's, and that's the thing. It's, it's, you really have to look at, did James, and this is getting way back, James, did James Robinson try to sit out there and go, I want to offend all of my trans no, or gender readers? Think, I don't, he didn't. He but wanted that's to tell not the a point. story. He didn't mean to, but that's not the point. And they can be, and, but no, I, I take your point. They can be offended. But this is the thing, and it's a matter of comics are art. And it's not necessarily if he was sitting there and he said this as him in person and these words came out of his mouth. If you put it into the context, it's like writing. Um, honestly, it's like the Confederate flag being taken off or the Dukes of Hazard being taken off a of television. I understand. No, I was watching the Dukes of Hazard. Probably not. not. But still, I'm, Nick at Night or TV Land or whatever yeah. took it off of television. I get taking it down for everything else. Like, but there are certain pieces where it just feels like overboard or excess because it wasn't you know for whatever reason it's not this piece if he was having a conversation and somebody recorded or he was on camera and he said this if he pulled uh what's his name from seinfeld well no like like, where he's just basically going on a rant i can i can see that yeah but the i think the nail in the coffin was this is an analog for him. It's his face. Yeah. They refer to him no, 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 you're themselves right. You're right. as the creators. Because it was his negative, awful past. Yeah. yeah and so like I, I, I get I get the, the disconnect for art. Like I, I, I totally acknowledge that that is something that sometimes happened. But your mouth, whether it be on TV, whether it be uh, you know in the print media, like this is a vehicle for you. This is your mouthpiece sure. for what other people go through. And if this is what you feel like, and this is how you express yourself, other people have the right 
to have, you know, some sort of elicitation of their emotion to Absolutely. your art. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. My piece to it is, or, or what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say in that respect of this is an art. This is you know was supposed to be I don't think autobiographical. Is a word. I apologize. It is now. You made it. Good job. You elicit the emotions. That no, we, we got what you're saying. Edwards. Yes. Back rolls. <laughs> um, the fact of the matter comes down to if you have a piece of that of, of history and you write a book, are you supposed to just gloss over that? What if you were, that was your mindset of that point in time? You came to know more about it. You are now a different person than you were 15, 20 years ago. Do you just pretend that that didn't happen? I get where you're saying that this is an analog for him. It's his face. It's his story. And maybe at that point in time, when he was in that place, that was the kind of thing he would say. But 15, 20 years pass, he's learned, he's grown, he's a better person. Look at the people, look at all of the stuff that we're looking at now. Two years ago, was there all this talk about trans rights and, and transgendered in the forefront? No. So you have all these people, tranny this, tranny this, da 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 You know, now we've, uh, we've grown and we're seeing what is happening with that part of the community, with that part of humanity. Yeah. So you change how your perception is. And the things that we said two years ago aren't things we would say now. And if we're trying to document and show this part of or, or create a story and have this cathartic piece and show what this whole part was and how you got to a better place, that's going to be part of you it. You can't suppress the history. And that's why, like, if anyone ever said, and I'm sure this is not what we're saying here, that we should pull Huck Finn from the canon of literature. No one should ever pull that. Or so I'm not a fan of the canon. Well, admittedly, but that that is a part of history. Like, What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I don't even know. No, but we should never pull that. We should put that in the proper context, and that's the new historicist sort of school. Is look, read the text in the context of the history when it was written. Mark Twain, when he wrote it, was trying to grasp with this issue of slavery and with the issue of the fact that he didn't agree with it. And he tried to address it in the real historical context that he did. Now, we can then go, you know what? This is awful. That has words in it. I mean, we're rehashing, I'm sure, your your your, your experience. You know, yeah, but do you know what the problem with new historicism has always been? Well, I know a couple, but yeah. One of the problems, specifically I will speak for me, is that it's really nice to say all of these high-minded things but when you're still dealing with all the of these visceral issues, reactions yeah and yeah, the yeah. visceral reactions it's really great for other people to say all this sure, shit sure. but you know when you're standing there and you're you're reading passages from huck finn yeah and you you're hear confronted with that your again again white again. classmates say yeah. nigger yeah, yeah. it pisses you the fuck off and, and i totally understand that in the sense that if i had a text that was sitting there saying faggot 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 like, I would be pissed off, too. But it's, it's I don't know. There's a part of me that has that visceral reaction. There's a part of me that says, that's not the intent. Like, like I remember who said, well, I don't even remember last time I heard faggot. Like, honestly, it's been so long. It's been a word that has been marginalized so much that I, I don't even remember the last time I heard someone say it other than me. But, like, like oh, I could tell you it was a year and a half ago. I was at the L House down the street on Semarana University. I was on my first date. 
Somebody called you that? Oh, yeah, multiple people. Oh and so God. literally, I'm sitting outside minding my own business. And see, that's the thing when you think about uh-huh. new historicism, you forget the people who lived through the issue, right. which is why minorities sometimes have a really big problem of you whitewashing, no pun intended, the past with a, you know, I'm just delving into this land. Right. Because when someone literally calls you a yeah, faggot, when, the, the when you're sitting alive. there yeah, yeah, eating yeah. your salad, minding your own business, Ugh. talking to someone who you think is attractive, when you didn't even look in their direction, right. it pisses you the fuck well, off. And absolutely. And that's, that's an experience that I've only had once. I was driving from Sanford or through Sanford, and I had well, some, that was your mistake then. Well, like you deserve I was coming everything from the you land, got. Okay, but well, I mean, re- literally, a truck drove almost drove me off the road because I had a, a rainbow bumper sticker, and the guy was yelling, probably faggot or something off, you know. And it, and it was just one of those moments where it was so foreign to me and alien because I had not had that experience, and I have really not since ever had that experience. In a visceral, like, you know, someone is, like, that's where it's a disconnect for me. So that's, you know, maybe that's why I can be more clinical about it. But it's it's just, I guess, I guess what I want to come back to is, again, I understand and I do not want to dismiss or downplay the effect it has on people. Obviously, because that's not my experience. I don't. I mean, you, you know better than I do what that is like. But, like, I also do want to stand up for James Robinson and say, I respect you as an artist, I respect you as a creator, and I respect your right to tell the story unencumbered by the reaction. And when I feel like creators are starting to get Tumblr bashed for the reaction, as much as the people on Tumblr have absolutely every right to talk about their reaction, I feel like the artists need to step away and go, I am not listening to your reaction because I can't. To tell art, to be art, be an artist, you cannot sit there and 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 take all the reaction and and factor that into your creative process. It it stunts your creative process. I'm not saying you need to be offensive as an artist, and that you should be offensive in art as an artist, but you need to be disconnected from that feedback, or you will not produce the art that you really want to produce. And the art should challenge people. It should throw f-bombs and t-bombs and and n-bombs and whatever bombs to challenge the people who hear it in their own distinct way that's what art does i mean piss christ i'm a christian and the fact that somebody as an artist took a cross and stuck it in a jar of urine challenges my faith as a christian because i totally think it's offensive but i absolutely will stand up for their right to do that as an artist to make a statement do you know what I mean? Like it's no, like I, I you know what I, I mean. I get it, and but again, I can't say from that point of of oppression. I I come from a, a place of privilege, and I don't understand that reaction. But I want to understand. I want to be sensitive to it. I don't want to offend anybody as an artist, as a podcaster, as anything. And I just I'm struggling with I, that whole thing. I I I guess I am of the mindset and school as. You know, people should be free to do the art they want. You are not free, however, to be above reproach. Sure. And that's, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. I am all about freedom of expression, but if you as an artist should be able to claim the right of freedom of expression, you as someone experiencing that art should be able to 
express your response. And it's a two-way street. It's the Donald Trump thing. Donald Trump comes out, and not as he's an artist, he's not an artist, but he comes out and he says shitty, terrible things about Mexicans and Hispanic community and all this stuff. And he's surprised and somehow mortified that the, the companies that he works with are like saying, screw you, man, we're not, we're not working with you anymore. Mm. And it's like, well, duh, you have the freedom of the First Amendment. That doesn't mean you have the freedom to not be penalized because businesses go, we don't want to associate with you. Like, I totally get that. I totally do. So I guess, I guess, I guess at the end of the day, uh, Airboy is an interesting piece of art because it does challenge, but not unlike uh, recently Batgirl with the trans villain that they had with the gold, you know, whatever. Like that was an interesting sort of moment. The May Dagger. The, was that what her name no, was? No. Okay. But yeah, basically. Like that was. Would have been a better name for her though. It would have been a good drag name, actually. Drag is the new spandex. What? No. We're, no. we're not at the part where we plug. Yet. Oh, fine. Damn it. But no, like, like I, I want to see creators do interesting stories like that and explore gay issues, trans issues, LGBT, anything issues, but not from a place of, of, of fear. I want them to be empowered to em- explore it in their, their real way that they have encountered it in their lives, that they are in their lives, like without fear of reproach. And I feel like the echo chamber, especially when it can be easily reshared, reblogged, retumbled with no consequence. Like, I feel like that might scare some people from telling those stories. That's my thing. I don't want to, I don't want those creators to have that fear. But again, like you said, people have the right to give their reactions, to be honest about their reactions. My last counter argument to that, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I Point, do. counterpoint. Yes. Jane, you ignorant slut. We live in a world now where people are able to have a voice, a stronger voice than they used to be. Um, and yes, it's easy for, you know, people to, to, to post, I don't like this, I don't like that. But what I will say is, if someone is strong enough to voice their opinion, artists should be strong enough to put their art out there. And, and that's, that's just the way I feel. It's like, if you have, if you decide that this is what you really want to portray to the world, you should be strong enough to do that. Sure. Don't buckle under your conviction. Cause that's literally what our conversation is. Sure. It's us standing up for our convictions and our beliefs and, and explaining to each other where we're coming from. And, you know, we may not agree. Uh, we may agree to disagree or I may just say, fuck it. You're full of shit. But if you as an artist, Say this is what I want to put out into the world. Stand by what you put out right. there. You know, does that sometimes mean you have to apologize? Yes. Yeah. But if you, you know, don't just dismiss someone because they don't oh, agree. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, if if I go out into the world, you know, literally covered head to toe and primary colors that always match, but or I color block like a mother. If I am out there as a black gay man whose name is Oral, mm-hmm. and I have to deal with this shit yep. just to be me, not even putting anything that I'm producing out there, just literally just being, you, yeah. being me, getting a cup of coffee, pumping gas, mm-hmm. you can stand behind your work. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree completely. And this is why Robinson's in a better place to do this working for Image. Than exactly. the creators of Batgirl. 
Because Robinson can come out and say, this is what I intended, and I'm sorry it offended, but that's why his letter is so good. Whereas the creators of Batgirl were just so apoplectic about the whole controversy, and it was just this whole big... Well, the thing is, they fucked up because they really didn't think about who their target audience was. But That's on them. Babs, that's, a, that's just a misstep. I don't know. I don't know. That's, well, that, we talked about that. We, we can go back in our history and actually hear our episode where we talked about that. And having and gotten how the meet- you kept saying... And I'm sorry to offend anybody oh, having Lord. said this. What did I say? When you kept saying a hot tranny mess, I, I apologize. Probably did. But no, Babs, Tar, and, and Cameron Stewart, they are queer allies and they are amazing people and they never wanted anything to be offensive. And so, but, but you know, DC did what they did. They've got to do. Marvel does what they have to do. They want to make sure that everyone feels in- included and in that their content is inclusive. And I'm very happy that we're in a world. Is that why that... DC only gave us two, two <laughs> gay heroes, and then who's the other one? Oh, Batwoman. Maybe one or two minorities, and mm. Marvel's Where's giving us a whole shot? Avengers of. Let's not talk about milestone characters. Although I will go back to Marvel and say uh, the Ultimates, I am very excited about. I Even though if it's a retread, it Ewing. Oh. Even if it's a retread on the. Uh, what was it? The what, what Avengers is that? Captain America Mighty and the Mighty Avengers. Avengers. Mighty Avengers. Like I when, when they throw Galactus on there, I'm like, wait, what are you doing? What is this? I don't I don't even understand. But I actually am very happy to see. I wanted to see more of a prominent role. I mean, we're really going back on on the new Captain America. Like, why isn't that more of a prominent thing? Why is it that in his main book, the whole premise of his main book, oh well, he doesn't agree with Steve Rogers. Why is that the main draw? Like, why not just make him because he, strong Captain like America? Like, at the end of Fleetwood Mac, you can go your own way, go your own way. You, you made Havoc very excited by that. He loves hearing singing. Good job. I really am happy that we got to touch on a lot of the comics that we love uh, currently, but also on some of the issues that we're dealing with in comics right now. Thank you for listening. I, I really, I hope you enjoyed this. I want more of this kind of frank discussion because I really do enjoy it. It's what I feel like podcasting should do more of. It's what I feel like NPR does a really good job of. And I want to thank Oral for being here. Because Hi, everybody. Oral was there when we started this mess, and he is still here. I'm feeling like there's a Whitney moment, but I can't think of it. And I, I, don't, I don't know the lyrics. And I want to... Put our thoughts out Don't to. Don't make me close. There we go. One more door. Oh, no. I, thoughts out to Bobby Christina to because God bless her. Ugh. What? <laughs> what? We talked about this the other day. It was it was a sad moment. We're like, ugh. I know. I was thinking Whitney. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I am ready to go. Here I am, sit through all this bullshit. Out of beer. <laughs> Bitch, I'm dragging me through the mud. 32 ounces of beer. It was delicious. It was. It? It Cask was and Larder. Fantastic. What was it? Workman's what? Uh, Workers something. Yeah. Something it was delicious. Right. Now, Flame on Show, if you are just finding us randomly on the internet, you know Flame on Show on mm-hmm. Facebook, Flame on Podcast on Twitter. Yep. And Flame on Show on the World Wide Web. We have a new homepage Ooh. with new photos of us i look really good you do we all look really good even if people don't think magic thank you for your magic you're welcome 
And, and I if, look so mad at too. Oh. And if you are only finding us on like whatever Facebook, whatever, we are on Twitter, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and we would love some reviews. I feel like we need a few more reviews on iTunes and SoundCloud. SoundCloud, you can actually say at some specific moments how wrong we are, which would be amazing, I think, or how right we are. I'll always get those. I'll never get the other ones. Uh huh. Sure. But uh, we will have a new f- uh, full cast recording in the in the near future, probably right after this in the in the episode feed. So uh, two weeks from now, because Flame On comes out every other Friday. Every other Friday, Flame On Friday. Please stay tuned for more excitement. And on that note, oh, I'm done. I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, bitch! Flame <laughs> off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.